Okay. Is it on? Okay. Welcome. We're going to learn this Parshas Vayechi this week. We finished all the Memorim in Taira Oira Vayechi. Besides, the Vayechi has got very, very, very amazing Memorim. And we learned all of them already. In the back, in the Hoysafis for Taira Ur, means after you finish the Sefer Taira Ur, there's Hoysafis. Hoysafis means additions. So the additions, there's no additions in Torah or until Parshas Vayechi. Vayechi is the first Parsha that has an addition. Just a few Parshas. Vayechi has additions, Shemois, and then Yisro, and then Tetzaveh, Kisisa, Vayakel, and then Megillah Sester. All the rest of the Parshas don't have Hoysafis. Now there are two Maimarim in the Hoysafis of, of Vayechi, and both of them talk about Yosef, and it's really interesting because Yosef, just it's occurring to me now, because I, mean, I, I read too much into everything. It's not bad, you're supposed to read into everything. It's like really crazy what I'm just going to say. Okay. It's like, <laughs> Yosef means an addition. So the two Maimara, that they're, the two Maimara, it's amazing, everybody gets a whole bottle of water, a big one. Um, the two Maimara, that's the advantage of the people that are here over those that are listening online. Sorry. If you're in L.A., you have no excuse not to be here. If you're l- listening everywhere else around the world, okay. You have to get your own bottle of water. Um, back to what I was saying is that the, until Parshas Vayechid, there's no Haisafis. Parshas Vayechid, there's Haisafis. And both Haisafis talk about Yosef. And Yosef means Haisafa, means addition. So it's cool. That's really cool. You can go home already. I'm done. I'm satisfied. <laughs> In any case, um, we learned those two Maimarim already. So not only did we learn all the Maimarim of Vayechi, but we learned even the additions. So if you didn't listen to all the Maimarim online, there's 3,000 classes on Mayan. And I don't even know if these were posted. Maybe they were. Sadly, there's a lot of classes that haven't been posted. And I just haven't gotten to them. They're around the lane. We have to find them. In any case, the first mimer of the additions on Parshas Vayechi has an explanation, has a beer. The second one doesn't have a beer. The first one does. And that's the mimer is the only one we didn't learn in Torah. With that, we will conclude Parshas Vayechi. And that's what I want to learn tonight. It's a long discourse, and it's Kabbalistic a little. Because all, Remember, we, we spoke about this many times that all the explanations on the Maimarim are always far more Kabbalistic than the Maimarim themselves. The classic example that I like to give, which is my own example, I don't know if it's true, but that's what it feels like to me from teaching these Maimarim, is when the Alter Rebbe teaches you a Maimar, he's taking you on a ride in his Ferrari. That feels good? Okay, the Alter Rebbe gives you a ride in his Ferrari. What he does in the beer on the mimer is he opens up the front hood of the Ferrari and he's explaining you all the, all the, all the, or, or the whole system, how the system works, which is more for an engineer. <laughs> so the mimer is like this unbelievable drive in opening you up the Torah in, 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 the, in, the, in, the, in the in this magnificent way that only Chachmilah, only the supernal wisdom of God, which is where the Alter Rebbe's soul comes from, can, can interpret, can see. 
this deeper panemius they got tired, they got way of looking at the parish. Then the Alter Rebbe shows you all the bolts and screws from how it's put together. So he, told, he opens you up, he takes you to the Kabbalistic ideas, which are what we might say the underpinnings of the mimer. That's why the beer is always two things. The beer is more Kabbalistic and it's a little more, it's harder to learn. Not only that, it's a very long explanation. So what we're going to do is we're not going to attempt to learn it all in one week. Even though in the good old days when we were comfortable with doing five-hour classes, we would have made that attempt. But we're not going to do that tonight. We're going to split it in two weeks. Half today and half next week. And really it's all about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And next week is the parsha of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So it really fits well. Parsha Shemois, Golos Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And then what I want to do in Parshas Ve'era is that there's a, there's a unbelievable discourse we learned last year on Parshas Shemois. Incredible mimer. Last year we learned the Parshas Shemois, which this year I want to do the explanation on that mimer, and we'll do that as a show in Parshas Ve'era. So now that you have the schedule for the next three weeks, now we're ready to learn. The mimer that we're going to learn is... Lahavin Shoirish Kal Hadvarim, it's on Daf Kuv Gimel in Torah Ur. And um, I do want to say, of course, and I make this introduction almost every week because that's the truth. I will say that I started preparing the mimer this week earlier than I usually do, so that's good. But the, a mimer like this deserves at least double the amount of preparation. So I am deficient, but I always know that the. I mean, I hope I, I know. I hope and I pray and I that the Avisha should have mercy on us. That the mimer should crack open as we're learning it, and the, the inner depth and the light and the godliness of the mimer should flow. The Avishter's help in the merit of the listenership. Um, so. The mimer is on the word, again, as I said, it's, this is an explanation on another discourse. The, the original discourse is on the words, Vanina sati lecha, shechem echad alachecha. This is Yaakov Avinu, before his passing, before he blesses all the children, all of his sons, he has a special private time with his, with his very precious son, Yosef, with his favorite son, Yosef. This is when Yosef hears that his father is ill, and he brings his two sons, Ephraim and Menashe. And Yaakov blesses Ephraim and Menashe, you're all familiar with Hamalach HaGoyal gives him the blessing. And then after that, Yaakov Avinu says to Yosef, I am giving you a special gift. Van, and, and that those words are vani nasati lecha. I have given you shechem echad one extra portion alachecha over your brothers. You get an extra portion over your brothers. Why does he get an extra portion? Because even though Ruvain technically is the bechayr, is the firstborn. But in some ways, the the bechayra was taken away from Ruvain, not regarding everything. But regarding to some things, the Bechayra was taken away from Reuven, it was given to Yosef. As you see that Yosef's tribe became two tribes. 
the Bukhar gets double. Yosef gets two tribes as opposed to all the other tribes are only one tribe. Double portion. So that's the meaning. I am giving you Shechem Echad. I'm giving you an extra portion. Alachicha over your brothers. Now, um, Rashi says, what's that extra portion? So in one Pirush, it means extra tribes, that you're the one who your children will be divided into two tribes. Or it means actually the city of Shechem. So Shechem would mean two things. Shechem would mean, I am giving you an extra portion, because Shechem means a portion. And Shechem also means the city of Shechem. And you put the two together. What's your extra portion that I am giving you? I'm giving you the city of Shechem. And in what sense do we see that Yosef got the city of Shechem? We know that Yosef is buried in Shechem. When they brought Yosef's bones up from Mitzrayim, they buried him in Shechem. Because that's the portion that Yaakov gave him to be his. We find that today's days they're still messing with Yosef. This week they found some kind of, I think, a pipe bomb by, by uh, Yosef's caver. In other words, they feel that Yosef, we're going to learn in the mind where we're going to see that Yosef is in charge of really, 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 really bankrupting, bankrupting the, the klipa. It's an awesome mimer. Yosef is in charge of putting them out of business. That's why he went down to Mitzrayim. Ancient Egypt was this incredible, powerful uh, kingdom. It was like the, the greatest kingdom of ancient times. They were wealthy, they were powerful, they had so much energy. Yosef went down to Mitzrayim to end that and to bring the energy into holiness. And that's really what happens in all the exiles. So, um, but Yosef is the, is the chief person here. That's what, that could be the reason why they're always busy with Yosef's caver. They're in what they call Nabulas. Because they feel that Yosef is, is putting an end to them. So Yaakov says, I'm giving you this extra portion, Allah over your brothers, which is the city of Shechem. And Yaakov says, Ashalakhti, that I have taken that city. How did I get it? How am I giving it to you? Because I've I've conquered it. Ashalakhti Miyada Amori. I took it from the Amorites. How? with my sword and with my bow. So Rashi says it means that when after the, the sons of Yaakov, Shimon and Levi massacred the peoples of Shechem, so then the nations around there came, gathered together to wage war against Yaakov. And Yaakov went out and fought them. And then he fought them defending his family, and in that, he completed the conquest of Shechem. So he says now to Yosef, I have taken that land with my sword and with my bow and arrow, and now I'm giving it to you. So the Alter Rebbe explains over here in this Mimer the internal meaning of this whole idea. That Yosef gets the extra portion of Shechem, which is what Yaakov took with his bow and his arrow. And the Rebbe is going to explain how this is a job for each and every one of us. As Hasidus always opens up, Hasidus strips away the externalities of every story and you get to the soul of it. And when you get to the soul of it, then, then it becomes more about ideas than about people. 
And then once it's about ideas, not about people, then you can apply it to yourself as well. Once it's limited to a certain time and space of something that happened way back then to a certain person, it's kind of stuck. It's stuck in, in, in the time and in the frame, in the frame and the framework of where the Torah says it. And then you say, okay, you can emulate Yosef, you can learn something from him, but it's not really a story about you, it's a story about way back then. But when you take it out from its chitzaynias, from its, the physical figures, and you release its energy, you uncover the energy, the content, that's timeless and spaceless. And then you can realize how it applies to each and every one of us. And that's what the Altareb is going to explain over here. What's this avoda of taking Shechem? Each and every one of us has this work to take Shechem from the Amorites. And how do we take it? With our sword and with our bow. With our spiritual sword and with our spiritual bow. Which is very, very important because if we want to end the Golos, we need to do this work. And the main, the main, let me just give you the main idea, just quick, just one thought. This is going to be mainly the part that we're going to learn next week. We're not even going to learn this week. But the main part that we're going to discuss, and it's in the following class, is that the main power of Golos, of the whole exile, and so on and so forth, is from, comes from what we call Yenika Sachitzonim. It's that the extraneous forces of unholiness, the klipa, the forces of evil and darkness, they are deriving too much energy from, from Hashem. They are taking access, life flow. And that's what's making them so power. And as a result of that, they have control in the world. And the world is dominated by evil people. So in order to change things around, we have to, as we said earlier, we have to cut them off. We have to chop them down. The Gemara says that if someone says Kriyashma Shalamita, it's an interesting Gemara. Gemara says Masechtas Brachas. This is the importance of saying the Shema, the bedtime Shema. It's usually a time when we're exhausted, we're tired, all we can think of just popping into bed. And the last thing we want to do is say the bedtime Shema. In Hasidism, bedtime Shema is like the most important. And the reason is because the Gemara says anybody that says the Shema on his bed, he's like holding a double-edged sword in his hand. A double-edged sword. Now why is that inspiring? That when you're saying the Shema on your bed, you're holding a double-edged sword. Oh, so the, simply on the Gemara it is because when you're asleep, there is a danger of shadim. There is a danger of demons that might, you know, come around to Chas and try to harm a person when he's asleep. So you're creating these, you're holding a double-edged sword, and by holding that sword, you kind of assure that these demons will leave you alone when you're sleeping. So that's inspirational, maybe. Okay. But most of us aren't that afraid of demons, because we haven't encountered them in a while. Thank God. So what's this whole business? But we know that it means spiritually as well. As a result, Chas of general sins and dark things in the world there are demonic forces but also particularly the missteps that we do when we do an avera or things that we've done wrong even even when we're young even when we're very young and we've done things we shouldn't do that that avera gives life to the klipas we sustain we give energy to the klipa 
And that creates these demonic forces. They might not harm us physically, but they harm us terribly spiritually. And we don't even know when we're sleeping at night that these, 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 these entities come and peck at our soul and injure. So we need to clean, we have to make sure that these, that these klipas don't have any power. So what do we do? We, we take the double-edged sword. By saying the Shema, we cut them off with a double-edged sword. Okay. What's the significance of a double-edged sword? What do you need a double-edged sword? You need a, you need a sword. A double-edged sword means that it has two, it's a sword and it has two, two blades. So why would you need a sword with two blades? Because when you have to cut something in two places with one swipe, you can, if it's a double-edged sword, you can do one swipe and chop off two heads. So spiritually, what does that mean? So the Rebbe is going to develop the idea that the klipas, the whole power of the unholy, derive their energy from two places. One is at the very, very bottom of the system. They take from the very end of the system, from the very bottom. We might say from the very big, 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 very end of the flow of divine blessing and, 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 and energy and life force to the world. At the bottom, there is certain leaks. And from the leak of the drainage, excessive drainage that leaks at the bottom, <coughs> these parasites come and they get their energy. But that makes them, that gives them power, but they're not that strong. The real, real power and might of the klipa is they go to the very fountainhead, the very, very, very beginning of the system. They go to the pre-system. They try to circumvent the system to begin with. They have such chutzpah and they have such arrogance that they rise up above the entire channel. So, so it comes out an interesting thing. From the middle of the channel, once the energy is being channeled through a certain system, they don't get, they can't get. So they, they don't have access. To. So they have access all the way at the bottom. Or they can kind of cheat the whole system by going to the pre-system. In other words, going to God Himself before God gets involved in a whole system of creation and from there stealing energy. It's almost like, you know, getting to the person before the game begins and get a handout before the game even started. So you don't have to play by the rules because the game didn't even start. It's like there's a game and you give, I'll give you an example. I'm making up that, that just came to me right now. You know the candies that are given based on everybody who scores points in the game. So the guy, the big rich guy, comes and he sits with his candies and everybody, all the kids are lining up and they're going to play the game and so on and so forth. But while they're setting up and they're still bringing things in the game haven't even started yet, this kid comes over and he's friends with the guy and the guy gives him one or two candies. That means pre-system, pre, pre pre-kind pre of thing. And that's where the klipa goes. They go to the pre-system. And from there is when they get from there, they get from a very high place. And from there they get an enormous amount of energy. And that's why you need a double-edged sword. Because when you need to cut them down, you need to chop them down. You need to chop them down from the top and you have to chop them down from the bottom. In two, two places of Yanika Saklipa. From, the, from, from above the whole thing and from below the whole thing. This avoda of cutting from below and cutting from above 
we're going to see is the Avodah of Yosef and the Shvatim. The Shvatim, they were the ones who were cutting the Klippa down from below, at the bottom. They stopped the flow of energy at the very bottom and, they, and, and prevent, they, they clog the holes, they, they, they prevent Klippa from getting at the very bottom. Because the Shvatim are, in general, they're stationed on a way, 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 way below Yosef. Their spiritual quality of soul is like unbelievably inferior to Yosef. Yosef's neshama stops the leakage of the klipa at the very tippy-tippy top of the whole system. And the reason why is because Yosef's neshama is so high, so beyond theirs, the Rebbe is going to explain that's the reason why they didn't even recognize him. If he's superior to them, why didn't they recognize that he's a bigot tzaddik to them? So the Rebbe is going to explain that's because he wasn't just a bigger tzaddik than them. He was completely not in their league. He was so, I'm saying the opposite, they were completely not in his league at all. So when you're, when you're in the same league and you have someone who plays better than you, you appreciate it. But when there is someone in a whole different realm, they had no clue in who he was. Because his level of Nisham is like beyond, 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 beyond. Them and their highest, for them, their highest achievements, we're going to see soon in the Mimer, from where they would rise to their highest spiritual achievements. For Yosef to be at that level, Yosef had to descend a tremendous descent to come down to the place where they would reach on their highest ascent. In other words, it's like if you save someone on the level where you are on your Yom Kippur, the, your highest peak, the level that you are on your Kippur, well, this tzaddik, on the lowest day of the year, when he's in a real fall, that's when he's in that level. You, you, you hear? This tzaddik, when he's in his lowest, darkest moment, he's in, this, he's in the same level where, the, where, where this is like your highest moment of your life. That's how, where Yosef compares to the Shvat. And therefore, this kind of, um, what we might call, what we might call, you know, Yosef and the Shvatim are both technicians. And, that, and, and these technicians have to stop the flow of the klipa, of the unholy. But they're technicians all the way at the bottom, and Yosef is a technician all the way at the top. Now that will bring us back to the Pasuk, where it says, I am giving you Shechem Echad, Al Achecha. So first of all, your portion is above your brothers. That means whatever repairs they're going to be doing, they're repairing. We're soon going to see that Shechem has to do with repair. So whatever repair they are doing, you're going to be doing an equivalent kind of a repair, but on an infinitely higher level of repairing. You're the technician at the very, very tippy top. That's what he means. I am giving you Shechem Alechech. One more thing we need to understand is what does that have to do with Shechem? Well, one thing we didn't discuss is we said that Shechem is a portion. Shechem is a city. But Shechem means one thing as well. Shechem. What's a Shechem? Shoulders. 
That's the shech. What's the shoulder? The shoulder is the place where the back of the person meets the front of the person. Shoulder is the place where you're, you have a front, and you have a back, and the shechem is the... So if you're going to bring about a transitioning from the back to the front, that's called the avoda of the shoulder. Klippas are all the backside of creation. They're the hindsight. They're what God doesn't like. They exist in His world, but they're unimportant. We need them for a certain project, but they're, un, but they're undesirable. And that's why they're the back. Fixing the klippas, which means taking the energy out of the klippa, means taking the energy out of the back and bringing it to the front. That's why the brothers also have an avoda in Shechem. That's why we also know that their brothers went down to shepherd their flocks Bishchem. What does Yaakov say to Yosef when he sends them out to his brothers? Because that was the avoda of the Shvatim. The avoda of the Shvatim is to take the energy out of the Klippa and bring it into Kedusha. We find them doing that when the first time Yosef has a dream, what's his dream? He sees that the brothers are all sheaving sheaves, basada in the field. What's the idea of sheaving sheaves? It means collecting sparks. That's what sheaving sheaves is. Why? Because sheaving sheaves means you're taking you're taking uh, grains, where these grains are all scattered. They're all they're all you know scattered all around, and they're disconnected from each other. And you're taking the sheaves and you're bringing them together and you're putting a you're putting a string around them. So you're making from the many, you're making one bundle. Well, that's the whole concept of sitra achra. What's sitra achra? What's the other side? The other side is where every, every, everything is, it's called Rosh Hashanah it's, it's Everything is plural. Everything lives for itself. There's no, there isn't one common purpose to creation, to, 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 to existence. Everybody's into, in, in it for themselves. That's the world of the hind. That's the back. I'm, 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 I'm using different terms, but it brings out the same idea. Back and front brings out what God is interested in is the front. What God is not interested, the chitzayni is, is the back. Another example for that, what's in the front? The front is what recognizes and acknowledges the Eberster's unity. Surrenders to Hashem. That's called Rosh The front is the, 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 the private domain and the back is the public domain. So what did we say earlier? What is the job of the Shvatim? They have to bring from the back to the front. In other words, they have to bring from the public domain to the private domain. They have to unify. They have to take things out of the Sitra Achra. For example, let's give an example in our lives. A Jew. A Jew is all about taking all the fragmented things in this world and putting one thread around it. That everything you do during the day should be directed with one thing to serve Hashem. So you're gathering all these scattered crumbs, putting it together to oneness. So it's taking from the back and bringing it to the front, into the echad. That's why they're going, so where did, where did Yosef dream? Where were his brothers? Not dream. What did Yaakov say to his brothers? To Yosef? 
Go because your brothers are shepherd are are are, are grazing with their flocks in Shechem. Because Shechem is the place, the junction where you move things from the back to the front. That's why they're in Shechem. But let's go back to the moment of the story with the sheaves. Everybody's sheaving sheaves. But after they finish sheaving sheaves, what happens? All their sheaves, his sheave, Yosef's sheaves, gets up in the middle of theirs and they all bow down to him. What does that mean? That after they finish elevating their elevations, they have to bring it to Yosef and he has to re-elevate it. Same idea like we said before, that Yosef is way above them. And the place where they finish, Yosef takes over on a much, much higher level. So similar to that idea, Yaakov says to Yosef, you're also going to work Bishchem. You're also going to bring from the back to the front. Shechem is the shoulder. Your Avoid is also in the Shechem. But your Shechem is a much higher Shechem than their Shechem. Their Shechem is on a much lower place in creation. From the Chitzainias to the Primias. You're going to be working in the beginning, beginning, beginnings, in the deepest levels of Ein Sof. Directing the energy from God's back to God's front. You're going to, what, what, what that really means is, I'm just going to show you very briefly, the tikkun that Yosef has to do is that Yosef has to bring the Eberster to be interested in Torah and mitzvahs. The reason why the Kalipas are able to get extra energy is when, is when the Eberster is in a state of withdrawal into himself. When God is being super introverted and very, very much into, absorbed in himself, in, in his deep self, He's not that involved, so to speak, in creation, so to speak, in the project of creation. So then he doesn't really have a strong desire for mitzvahs and for good. So it's like anything. So the energy flows everywhere. Yosef Savoda is to bring the Abishter from being in a chitzaniistic in a, in a state into a panemiistic state. That Hashem should say, oh, I, I desire. What do I want? I really want Torah mitzvahs. And when that happens... Once Hashem wants something that is, wants holiness and goodness, then He rejects that which is klipa and not holy, and then the klipas lose their ability to receive from the very, very top. Let's go back to the kid. Let's go back to the, to the guy, the big, the, big, the big candy guys. Let's go back to the, to the, to the, to the it's a silly example, but it's a pretty good example. I don't know why it's it's, it's uh, I'm I'm liking it. I'm seeing it. This is very wealthy guy. He has his big 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 can- bags of candies, and he's gonna play with the kids. But they're more interested than he is. So he sits down by the park bench there, and he's sitting with his candies. And the game didn't start yet. So you can have these kids who come over, and it's usually the bullies who come over because the other kids they want to play the game, they want to do the right thing. But these guys who like to steal, they just want to get. They come over, and they're already friends with him. They're getting. He's giving them the candies. So as long as he's not that interested in the game, he can continue giving these candies. But then you need to have someone who's going to get him like excited about playing the game. Oh, once he's playing the game, then he gets into it. And when if someone comes to him and wants to cheat and get a candy, not when he earns it, he gets really upset at him. Get out of here. You know, did you win? Do you deserve it? But he has to like get into that place. He has to be internal. 
So you need someone that, that pulls his interest in, into that, that we're going to play the game now, and we have certain rules and the earnings and points, and that's when you get candies. That's Yosef. Yosef is the one who gets the Abishter into the game. And if the Abishter is not in the game, he created a world, but the project of creation and the purpose of creation is not so exciting and vivid. And, and why? Because, he, because the Abishter is like that rich man who couldn't, in a sense, couldn't care less about the game because the game is meaningless. To someone like that, who cares about the game? Oh, but really he does care. It's just that right now it's not in, his, in the front of his, of his consciousness. So you have to like inspire him that that should be his consciousness. And that means that you have to get the Abishter from being, you have to move the energy from the Shechem, from the back of the Abishter's desire to the front. That's a much higher work on a much, much, much infinitely higher level than where the brothers are working. The brothers are working all the way, all the way down, down, down at the bottom. And Yosef is doing the tikkun at the very, very infinite heights. The beginning, beginnings, above Atzilus, above the Esospheros. In Kesar, in the crown, is where he's directing that it shouldn't go to the Chitzonius, it should go to the Pneumius. That's a general, a general overview of the Mimer. Once we get that, now we can learn inside. Okay, so we start. To understand the shayrish of all the above mentioned things. We first need to understand shayrish in Yosef Ashvatim. The shayrish and the root of Yosef and the Shvatim, Mahem, what are they? Mavur Bekizve Arizal is explained in the writings of the Arizal. The Ashvatim, Mipchenes Hatzilos. The Shvatim, we know that the, let's, let me make a little introduction in addition, just small, tiny that Avram, Yitzhak and Yaakov we know represent the they, they are the Merkava, they are the chariot and what does it mean? they are personifications of the spherot, of the attributes so Avram is Chesed, Yitzhak is Gevura and Yaakov is Teferis so they're fr- and, and where are these spherots manifest first? in the world of Atzilus so that means that Avram's Nisham is from Atzilus. Yitzchak's and Yaakov are from Atzilus. The Shvatim and the next generation. So if, I mean, they're after the Avais. They're on the lower level from the Avais. So if the Avais are the Sphirois of Atzilus, the Shvatim, they're already in Olam Habriya, in the world of creation. So, so Atzilus is the world of emanation. It's still godly. And, 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 and Bria is already creation. The Shvatim are in creation. But we can't say they are inherently creations. Because then they wouldn't be Jewish. Jews are not inherently creations. Inherently we are godly. We are from Atzilus. So what does it mean then that they are in Bria? It means as Atzilus, the energies manifest in Bria. Those really inherently the Shvatim are from Atzilus. They're the children of the Aves. He's, what he's going to explain is the, the, the meaning of the word shevet. Shevet means an offshoot. So if they're an offshoot, they're like a branch. It, it's, the tree is atzilus. These are branches. Now a branch comes from the tree, but it extends at a distance farther out from the tree. So even though the shvatim are rooted in atzilus, and therefore they have certain powers from atzilus, which are divine, but still, their consciousness, their present day-to-day consciousness 
is one of Bria, because they're lower down into the world of Bria, which means that the Shvatim did not have, you couldn't say about them that they are divine. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov were divine beings. They were, they were, they, they, they channeled, they had no ego at all, they were just perfectly unified with the Abishter. The Shvatim already had a little bit of a disconnect, they had a little bit of a self. Very, very, very vague, very, very tiny. But they were already Shvatim, they were already something in Bria. But they're really, they're from Atsilos coming down into Bria, to do a certain tikkun in Bria, as we're going to see. The Shvatim, so it says in the Kizvi Arizal, the Shvatim Atsilos. The Shvatim are from Atsilos, Shemeir Bibriya, but that is shining in the world of Bria. Their Nishamis are illuminating from Atsilos into Bria. In which level of Bria? In the deepest, highest point of Olam HaBriya. Because the Shvatim are still Shvatim. Shiftei Ka, Shvatim. But Beheichal Kodesh Kodeshim. In Bria, there's many Heicholois, there's many chambers. The highest chamber that there is in Bria is Kodesh HaKadoshim. So they are in the Kodesh HaKadoshim of the world of Bria. What's the point of Kodesh HaKadoshim? So let's understand it from Kodesh HaKadoshim that we know. The Kodesh HaKadoshim in the Beis Amigdash was the point of contact where God can rest. In the Aran on the Kodesh HaKadoshim. In other words, so what's Kodesh HaKadoshim? Kodesh HaKadoshim is the place where two worlds meet, where the higher godly meets. So when we say that they are from the Heichal Kodesh HaKadoshim from Bria, they're the connect, connecting point between Bria and Atzilas, the Shvatim. The Nikraim, and they, therefore they are called Merkava. They're also a chariot, but they're Merkava Tata. They're not. They're the lower chariot. They're not like the Avais that are called the higher chariot. The Avais are called Merkava Yilah, the higher Merkava, and they're called Merkava Tata, the lower chariot. This is what it says in Zayar Be'inyan Yud Beis Bakar. So. The Zohar says that the Shvatim are connected to another illustration that we have for the Shvatim. In the Beis Amigdash, Shlomo Melech, when he built the Beis Amigdash, had a special um, display outside of the Beis Amigdash. It was a huge, I think it was made out of copper, a huge bronze either gold or bronze. I'm not sure what it was, but it was either one. It wasn't silver. It was either bronze or gold. And it was a bowl, a huge bowl. And it was called Yam Shel Shlomo. It was called the Sea of Shlomo. It's called the Sea, even though it was a bowl, just a limited bowl, but it was called the Sea of Shlomo. It was filled with water. Beneath it, this is in the courtyard. When you go into it, it didn't exist in the second base, I mean, one of the first places in they had it. This big, huge, bronze, copper bowl. And beneath it were attached 12 cattle. How were the 12 cattle? Three on each side of it. So there's four directions. So three on each. Four times three is 12. So these three cattle, what did this represent? So the Zohar says like this. The hashpa, the flow from God to the world, the Beis Amigdash is set up to facilitate the divine. Right, Hashem. So the flow from the Eberster to the world is that it goes through the ten spheres, 
And we know that the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash are the various different spheres. The, the Orin represents the Chachma, Chabad, and then the Menorah, the Shulchan. These are all different spheres. Mizbeach. So in the courtyard, finally, after the spheres, the attributes, the energy now has to tra- translate to the next world, to the actual creation. This is Atzilus. This is still godliness. But then it's coming into the world of creation. So we know the hashpat, the creation, comes from Malchus. Malchus is the Shekhinah. That's the last and final stage. Now Malchus is a lot of times compared to a sea, a water, a body of water. That's why, that's why the, the sea that the Jewish people crossed, give me a minute here, that's why the sea that the Jewish people crossed was called Yamsuf. You ever wonder why it's called Yamsuf? Simply it's because it's the sea of reeds. Suf means a reed. But there's a deeper meaning. The reason why it's called Yamsuf is because Suf comes from the word Saif. It's the sea that's the end of all levels. Yam, it's the sea. Saif. And then comes Saif of the Koldargin, comes the end of all levels. That's the sea. So Malchus is the last level. Now when Malchus comes and, 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 and which all the energy flows from the higher spheres into that sea, all the rivers flow into the sea, into Malchus. And then Malchus begins to, dis, to, to give life down lower. We know the first recipients are the Merkava. Who are the Merkava? The chariot. These are the highest Malachim. This is the lower chariot, not the higher chariot. This is the lower chariot which are the Malachim. There's a lion, there's an ox. And what they really mean is different, the highest angels that there are. They receive first. But they're divided into 12. There are four camps of Malachim, which each camp is divided, has three parts to it. Three groups to it. It's exactly like, what else was set up that way? Where else do you have camps of four, and each one is divided by three? When the Jews were in the Midbar, you have the same thing. The, the Galim, when they carried the Mishkan, you had four camps of, of tribes, each, each four, four, dig, four main flags, and each one was, had three Shvatim in them. It's around. So in, in Beshloma Melech, you had that. You had the Yam, and you had the Bakar. What did that represent? It's the flow of energy from God beginning to differentiate as it's coming down into the creation, to the four directions, to the different aspects of creation. So just like it is with the Malachim, with these Yam Shel Shloimai, and it's 12, so the Shvatim correspond to that. That's, so that's why he's saying that the Shvatim are below Malchus, Malchus is Shechina, that's where the divine ends and creation begins. So that's what he's saying, that's the highest point in Olam Habriya. That's why it's the Kodesh HaKadashim of the world of Bria, it's the highest point. It's where they're facilitating and receiving the flow of life coming from the Shekhinah first into them. Regarding the twelve cattle. That the sea, which is the Shekhinah, which is the energy uh, of Malchus, stands above them. As he explains. Malchus of the world of Atzilus. Anikra, which is called Yama Ilah 
which is called the supernal yam, the supernal sea, rides upon them, and these are the four flags, the four banners, which we saw in the Midbar, in the Midbar the Jews were set up exactly the way they are set up above. As it is known, so we were in that same setup. This is the Shvatim, that's the twelve Shvatim. Ach Yosef, Yosef, he's not part of them. He's way above them. His neshama was not Olam Habriya. Their neshamas are from Olam Habriya that is carrying the light of Atsilas. But Yosef is from Atsilas itself. Now again, let's remember that. They're also from Atsilas. But they are consciously manifesting in Bria. Even though their Shoresh is in Atsilas, but they themselves are in Bria. Yosef, he himself is in Atsilas. He's from Atzilus itself. He's from the very, very... He's not from the branches of the tree. He's from the very tree itself. That means he's from the spheres of Atzilus itself. He's above Malchus. He's the level of Yesaid. They're below Malchus. They're creations receiving from the Shechina. He's not even part of Malchus, he's above Malchus. He's from Yesaid, which is infinitely higher than Malchus. And that's where his Nisham is from. And therefore he's part of, he's, not, he's also Merkava, he's also a chariot. But he's not the lower chariot, which means a creation chariot. That is a creation that's a chariot to the divine. But he's part of the supernal chariot. To the inner part, to the Midas. Oh, because Yesoid is Makabal from the Midas, so he becomes a chariot to those Midas, to Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. He's the chariot of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And Lekach Omar, and therefore he says, Hasachas Elokim. One of the things Yosef says to the brothers, when they thought that he's going to punish them, after Yaakov Avinu passed away, this week in the parasha. After Yaakov passed away, the brothers got very scared and they thought Yosef is going to... It's, it's, they thought that it's payback day. That Yosef was now going to punish them. So they come and they plead with Yosef that they say to him that Yaakov instructed that you should forgive us. Before he passed away, Yaakov instructed you should forgive us. So Yosef says to them, I can't harm you. Am I, am I, am I playing God? God's God's business to do whatever he's doing. I'm, I'm not going to punish you. I'm not in, in place of God. Now take a look how Hasidus looks so much deeper. Simple meaning, am I God? I can't, it's God's business. <laughs> so according to the simple meaning, Yosef is much lower than Elohim. Am I Elohim? Am I in God's place? Do I play God? The deeper meaning, what is Yosef saying? What did we say earlier? Where do they receive the Shvatim? There is Malchus, the Shechina, and they're all creations receiving from the Shechina. That's what they are, the Shvatim. They are like the Yudbeis Bakar receiving from the Shechina. Now one of the names of the Shechina is which name of Hashem? Two names. Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yud, Adna. Shechina is called Aleph, Dalet, Nun. Adon, Moloshin, Master. Shechina is also the name of Elohim. Elohim is also Malchus. Comes out that we're what's their level of the Shvatim? 
they are tachas elokim. They are beneath elokim. You get it? If shechina is elokim, and, and the shechina is like the bowl of water, and what's beneath the bowl of water, receiving from the bowl of water, the twelve cattle. That's the twelve shvat. So they are tachas elokim. They are beneath elokim. But Yosef, he's not deriving, deriving energy from the Shekhinah. Quite on the contrary. He's the one channeling life to the Shekhinah. He's enlivening the Shekhinah in a sense. Because he is Yesod. Yesod gives the energy to Malchus. So he says to them, Am I like you that's beneath Elohim? I'm above Elohim. It's the same Pirish that Hasidus gives. It says about Moshe Rabbeinu that he was Ish Elohim. Simply it means he's not Elohim. <laughs> he's only Ish Elohim. I love Chasidus because it's like, he's not Elohim, he's only Ish Elohim. Comes Chasidus and says, what are you talking about? Ish Elohim, he's the husband for Elohim. He's the provider for Elohim. Elohim is his wife. He's mashpia energy to Elohim. That's a Rebbe. He's mashpiyat What are you saying? When you learn these things, you start appreciating what means a tzaddik, what means these people that are, they're human, but they're not even human. They're, they're just physical examples for the divine in this world. It's a whole different thing. So that's why Yosef says, Am I beneath Elohim like you? Okay. Now, we need to understand, if he was so much higher than them, why didn't they recognize him? Why, if he was so much greater than them, why didn't they recognize him in his great, great, great quality of who he was? Since he was a chariot. So you say it takes one to know one. They were also chariots. So since he's a chariot and they're a chariot, they should recognize that he's also, they thought that Yosef was an Egyptian. And how do they think of him that he's much lower than them? First of all, they thought of him as he's an Egyptian. But even way back there in his father's house, when he was kind of trying to put them in their place, they, they, they hated him. They were envious of him. They, they didn't understand him. Achbir Adava, the explanation of the matter is as follows. So, so the reason why they didn't get who he was, as the Rebbe is going to explain, is because he, he wasn't just greater than them, he was infinitely greater than them. And because he's so much greater than them, they had no clue in, in his greatness. So they couldn't, you know, they, so because they couldn't fathom his greatness, they missed it completely. So they saw him just as a human being. They just did not get. Meaning they saw him just, because they couldn't tap into his panemias, they only saw his chitzanias. And, and, and the chitzanias without the panemias, so what is he? They knew their panemias. They looked at him and they couldn't fathom his panemias. So what did they see? Nothing. So, Leyois, an explanation of the matter is Leyois. So let's take a look at the word shvatim. Shevet comes from the word um, a branch. A branch is a shevet. 
by the way, the reason why the Shvatim are called Shvatim is because we have the Jewish people, we have Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, they're the tree, and the Shvatim are the branches that branch off all the different. So that's Malash and Amshach, it's drawing. What's a branch? A branch is a drawing of the tree. Another example, Kamoi Koichvadashavit. When you have a flying star and it makes a streak in the sky, that's called also Koichva, the sages use the word Koichvadashavit. Because it creates a streak, like a branch. It's something that's being drawn from a high place to a low place. Just like branches from a tree. The branches are not considered of the body of the tree itself. Mamish, literally part of the tree. Ah, But you can't say it's not part of the tree. A branch is still part of the tree. It's a small chelik. Hanimshach lahala that is drawn forward, farther away. Bemerchak at a distance, megufeshel ilan from the body of the tree. Lamata laaretz down to the earth. I guess he's talking about branches that are like we're used to seeing most, most branches going up, but branches that are like bending down, down to the earth. but they're beginning yoinkim and akufedilan. But they're beginning, which means the place where they're attached to the tree, they are yonik. They get their they derive their energy from the goof of the ilan, from the from the from the body of the tree. The soifam, but they extend and their end yoyed mata mata goes down below below to the point that sometimes you have branches which where the end of the branch reaches touches the ground. Adla aretz all the way to the earth. So it's similar to that uh, um, shooting star that, as we said before, gives a streak in the sky. That descends or falls, looks like a falling star. And it goes to a distance. The same will also be understood. The root of the neshama of the shvatim, who is an atzilus itself. As we said earlier, the roish of it, the beginning of it, is part of the tree. So it's the beginning of the shvatim is an atzilus. Which is atzilus is called the tree. Can you do as it is known? The Eitzachayim, the tree of life, is the Sphiroi Savatzilus, that's the tree of life. Tul Malchus. Malchus is already the tree of knowledge. But until Malchus, the tree of life. Ah, good. So that's the tree, that's part of Atzilus. But they kind of, they emanate from there, but they, they are actualized in a lower world in Bria. Achem but they are like those branches on Imshachim, the Yordim Mata, Mata. That are drawn and descend downward, downward, which means in order to illuminate in the world of Bria. And this is the idea of the 12 cattle, which the sea stands upon them, from above. Pirish, what does that mean? Where does Atsilus end? Atsilus ends with that sea. Yam Suf, remember? It's the, it's the Saif, it's the end. Pirish, but then, they connect to the sea. That means that they're connected to that, to that, to that atzilus state. The attachment of atzilus with the world of bria. The, the, the attaching, the rays of atzilus as it's being attached in the world of bria, that's called b'shem markavatata, the lower chariot. Shemalchus da atzilus atzma oimed. 
Malchus of Atzilus itself stands above them, and they're the chariot for Malchus of Atzilus. Vezau Inyan, but here he doesn't say it so clearly. There's another version of this mimer written by Ramosha, the son of the Alter Rebbe. And that is, I'm sitting in, this, in, in the year Tafkov Samach Gimel, Sefer Memorim Tafkov Samach Gimel. Over there, the words are a little different and they're a little easier to understand. And over there, he, 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 uh, he elucidates, he explains that the job of the Merkava is actually to, what does a Merkava do? A Merkava is a chariot that carries the rider. So actually, the Shechina, which is the, the one who's rochev on the Merkava, she's riding on the Merkava, they, the, the, the bakar, the, the cattle, which in this case are the Shvatim, carry the Shechina up. What does that mean? The Shechina descends down to create the lower worlds. But in that process of descending, she got, can get stuck. She can fall. So there has to be powerful malachim that continuously raise the Shekhinah back up to reconnect to their source. Tatsilas. It says every night the Shekhinah rises back up to their source. Who carries the Shekhinah? So there's the Merkava, the chariot. But the panemius of the chariot are the 12 Shvatim. 12 Shvatim carry. Now how do they have the Koyach to carry the Shekhinah upward? If they're creations. How do they have the power to carry the Shekhinah upward? And the answer is, because we said earlier, even though they find themselves within creation, they're not really creations, because really they're rooted in Atzilus. The children of the Aves, as we said earlier, they're branches, which the other end is in Atzilus. Since in essence they are from Atzilus, they're able to raise the Shekhinah up back to Atzilus. When the Shekhinah descends, the Shekhinah kind of disconnects from Atzilus. She goes down. They remain attached. They're like branches. But they're at the bottom and they're here to lift the Shekhinah. What does that mean? Let me, let me just translate that into a reality. The Shvatim are really us. We're all part of the Shvatim. So we're the Jewish people. We're Shvatim. The Shekhinah comes down in the world and the Shekhinah is stuck. What's an example? You encounter a potato. The potato was stuck. Why is the potato... Now, you should know that in the potato is a spark of the Shekhinah. But the potato can't actualize that spark on its own. The potato is helpless. There's nothing the potato can do to actualize that spark, which means to reconnect that spark to the to Achdus Hashem. Why is that spark not in a state of God's unity? The very notion that that potato could be used, right? to make non-kosher fries and a Jew would eat it it means against God's will is a sign that the potato is in a state of disconnect and it can't help itself so even though there's a spark of Shekhinah there spark of the divine it can't go up but the Jew who is a creation that's why you find yourself down here in this world you can take that potato and elevate the Shekhinah. You can rise, pick that Shekhinah back up to Atzilus, into unity. By what? By making a bracha and eating it with the right intention. Now how are you able... Now here's the thing. If we're also in creation and the potato can't actualize, come back into oneness, how come you're able to come back into oneness and project that oneness into the potato? The answer is 
Because even though we find ourselves in creation, we still have a Wi-Fi, we still have a channel to be, to, to be on. Our neshama still has that pre... If we daven and we meditate and we bring ourselves to that, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad, we have it in us to experience, to recognize and to know Einoid Movade, there's nothing but Hashem and Hashem is the only reality. In other words, we have it somewhere deep, deep in our subconsciousness, we still have Atzilus, Atzilus awareness. Because that's where we really come from. Even though we don't live in Atzilus. Because if we would live in Atzilus, we would, we would be in the state of oneness with Hashem all day long. We don't, we don't, me and you, find ourselves most of the day in a state of disconnect. In a state of our own physical, earthy desires and wants. We're in Bria consciousness, we're not in Atzilus consciousness. I mean, at least in Bria, we're, we're not even in Bria, we're in, we're in Klippa consciousness most of the time. In Yetzirah, and Asiya, and over there in Klippa consciousness. But still, at any moment, here's the thing, at any moment that we want, even when we're in the middle of Klippa, at any moment we can take something of the world and elevate it by thinking what? Oh, Hashem Echad, I'm making a bracha now, I'm connecting this to the Abish, I want to serve Hashem, whatever it is, we can elevate. Why? Because you're a Shevet. Me and you, oh, we're all Shvatim. We're all strings coming from Atzilus down into this world, and we can lift the Shechina up back in Atzilus. And that's our job. Our job is to connect Bria to Atzilus. In other words, to connect the Shechina back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Shechina comes down into the world to connect her back to her husband, HaKadosh Baruch in other words, to connect Adna to Havaya. What's the name of the Shekhinah? We said before Elohim. Another name of the Shekhinah is Aleph Dalet Nun Yud. Our job is, or the Shvatim's job is, to elevate Adna into Havaya. Havaya is godly manifestation in Hatzilos. Havaya Echod. From the level of Havaya, Hashem is Echod. There's none but Him. From the level of Adana, there's a creation and there's possible to be clippers and all kinds of stuff. What's our avoda? To elevate Adna in Avaya, which is to make the Yichud of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Shechina. So that's what the Shvatim are doing. They're elevating the Shechina. Oh, Inyan, And this is the idea of Shiluv Adna Bahavaya. That's what the Shvatim have to do. They have to take Adna, which is the Shechina, and elevate the Shechina Bahavaya into Yudke Vavke, into Atzilus. Pirish, what does that mean? When Bria becomes nullified from her, from her independence, from her separateness, from being Bria, Hamugbelas that is limited, and then it becomes unit, becomes a chariot to Atzilus to something higher. Like the branch, it's like the branches reconnecting to their, to their, to their. Um, to the, bo- to the body of the tree itself, cannot. Azai, then in that state, to Inyan Shiluv Adna Bahavaya. The elements of creation which come from the name Adna become absorbed in Yutke Vavke. Fahainua Aris Atzilus, and that's the idea of the shine of Atzilus. Beheichal Kodesh Kodeshim, the Kiyadua. Kodesh Kodeshim is where creation meets beyond creation. Where creation meets the divine. And that's our avoda. Our avoda is to constantly, every day, to go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. With what? With a big, big sack or a big, big bundle in our bag of all the stuff that were once part of creation and we assimilate it and bring it into holiness and into godliness. That's part of what we said earlier. 
sheaving sheaves. That's what we're all doing all day. Basada in the field. That's our avoid. That to do all this basada actually is malchus. Malchus is called the field. She's called the sea. She's also called the field. This is the avoda connecting bria to to to, to atzilus. We're going to see soon that that's called working in shechem. Shechem is the shoulder that connects the back, taking the nitzutze kedusha from the back from a state of klipa, from a state of fragmentation, from separation, and bringing it to the front, bringing it into achdos. That's the void of the shvat. V'zehu, and that's why we say in davening, when we speak about the shvatim, we say, V'zehu she'sham alu shvatim. What comes out, what's the main avoid of the shvatim? Is aliyah. Our job is elevating things from the low world and elevating it higher, which on the greater scale, it means elevating the shechina. But where are we elevating? We're elevating from Bria to Atzilus. So, tomorrow in Davin, not tomorrow, Shabbos in Davening, we're going to say, Samachti Boimrim Li, Beis Hashem Neilech, Oim Daisay Ragleinu Bisharach Yushalayim, Yushalayim Abnuya, Keir Shechubra, La Yachtov, a city that's attached, Shesham Olu Shvatim, over there the Shvatim rise. That means that the avoidah of the shvatim is to rise from where? From their manifest state back to their source. From a state of Yudbeis Bakar, 12 cattle, to a state of oneness, back in Natsilis. Shesham alu shvatim. The shvatim have to go up from Adna into Havaya. They go up, back to the body of the tree. In order for them to evoke the name of Havaya. When you bring sparks up from the world into Havaya, from Adna into Havaya, if you're reconnecting, you're, you're evoking Hashpa the other way as well. You're, you're evoking Havaya to give light down. Because Hashem, Hashem enjoys when we bring sparks up, that creates that flow, extra gilui of Havaya into the world. And this is a great aliyah to them. There's no comparison between the main branch, between the main trunk of the tree to the little branches. So when they rise from Bria into Atzilus, they're going into the trunk of the tree. It's like the branches are being reabsorbed in the tree. And that's a huge elevation to become part of the tree of life. That means the tree, the essence of, of the divine. Ah, that's their elevation, and they can't go. And that's like, oh, once they reach that, they reach the epitome of elevation. The Rebbe wants to draw the contrast between Yosef and the Shvat. What does it say by Yosef? The Yosef Hurad. Yosef was lower down. You see? See the difference? Shvatim Oilim. Shesham Olu Shvatim. Shvatim are going up. Yosef Hurad. Yosef is going down. So it says by, for example, uh, Rashi says a few weeks ago, Parshas Vayeshev, by Timnasa, by Yehud and Tamar. So Rashi says that in certain, sometimes it says that Timnasa, it says, it says by Yehuda that he was Oila Timnasa, he was going up to Timnasa. By Shimshon Agibar it says he was going down to Timnasa. Something like that. So Rashi says, you go down to Timnasi, go up to it. So Rashi says, it's, at, it's in a slope of a mountain. So if you're at the bottom, so you're going up to Timnasa. If you're at the top, you're going down to Timnasa. It's 
So that's the same story over here with Yosef. Havaya is where all the Shvatim rise to. They're going from Adna, Hatachas Elokim, they're beneath Elokim. Elokim and Adna is like kind of the same level. They're going from beneath and they're rising up to Havaya. Yosef is way above Havaya. He's way above Yudke Vavke. Yosef's Nisham is rooted in Hashem's light prior to any letters. There's no letters even in Yosef. Yosef is higher than Yudke, even than the Yud. He's higher than all the letters. He's rooted in the Ain Sof higher than any letters, higher than any names. We're going to see soon. Yosef is beyond Hashem's names. He's from the essence of the divine, not from the names of Hashem. For Yosef to come down, to, for Yosef to, to come into the spheroids and to the attributes of Havaya, he needs to lower himself down to Havaya. For him, it's considered Mitzrayim Havaya. It's considered constriction. The Yosef Hurad, Shasham Olushvatim. So what for them, remember I said earlier, what for them is their highest aliyah is for him as a Yerida. That's why they have no recognition in, in his level. And by the way, I want to say something. Because we have to realize that these things are real, not only back then, it's real in today's days. You have a Jewish people and you have a lot of G'dayli Yisrael. You have, you have G'dayli Yisrael. You have great, great leaders of the Jewish people. And when we are just trying to be very nice and, 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 and uh, politically correct and very, very beautiful, nice, so we don't say, oh, everybody's just, everybody's wonderful, everybody's great. And that's true. I have no problem with that. But sometimes there is a tzaddik in the world that's like head and shoulders above everybody else. Not stop, but like, like beyond, beyond. And some people have complaints and they say, oh, but how come all the G'daylam didn't hold of him? Or how come? If he is so great, why? The Rebbe says this himself about the previous Rebbe. The Rebbe says that he recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. The Rebbe says, the Friedrich Rebbe's name is Yosef. The Rebbe says about the, that his colleagues, the other tzaddikim in the journey, they had no idea of his greatness. They, why? Because he, his greatness is so, so high that they have nothing even to measure with. It's on a complete different level. So when you have some time, like, it's, 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 it's not in the same ballpark. It's, it's completely out of different Indian. You see it with Yosef and the brothers. And when you zoiche to know such a tzaddik and to recognize him, it's a big privilege. A very big privilege. Because you can have a generation that's blind and doesn't see it. From Yidin, don't see it. And when you're zeichet to, to know the tzaddik that's like, Psh. and I mean, obviously if you, I mean, I, you can't say open your eyes because some people don't open their eyes. But if you learn and you see, you begin to see. see. So it's like a different, a different, not to make away anybody else, but it's not making anybody smaller. It's just recognizing that sometimes there's someone who's like just, and the fact that the Shvatim, anybody greater than the Shvatim, they had no clue who Yosef was. They felt he deserved to die. They sold him as a slave. That, that tells you all. Avo be Yosef, as he says over here, Yosef Hurad, Yosef went down. Because the level of Yosef, Sharsha, his root, Yesoid the Adam Kadmon. He's rooted in the Yesod element. 
of Adam Kadman of primordial man. Now, by the way, their root of the Shvatim is also an Adam Kadman. In a higher level, we said they're rooted in Atzilus, but in a higher level, they're rooted in Adam Kadman too. But they're rooted in the Malchus of Adam Kadman. And he's rooted in the Yesaid of Adam Kadman. And the difference between Yesaid of Adam Kadman and Malchus of Adam Kadman is an absolute difference. Yesaid of Adam Kadman is the essence of God, and Malchus of Adam Kadman is God as he is a source for creation. And the difference between being a source to the creation and the essence of the Abishter is insof. There's no end to how far they are apart. Kamashi is bound, like will it be explained soon. And he's from the light of the emanator of Atzilus. He's not even from the Kalim, from the vessels of Atzilus. He's from the very light itself of the emanator. The flow of energy that's flowing through the Kalim. Yosef is from the very essence of that light. Atzmoy. Hanikra Gufa Dilan. It's called. The body of the tree. Ki Yosef al-Shem, because the name Yosef is, the Medrash says, that the name Yosef is referring to Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yadai. That Hashem is going to a second time, when Mashiach will come, Hashem is going to stretch out His hand a second time to take us back. And that's why Yosef is. It's the second time. It's amazing how the Rebbe would point to the Friedrich Rebbe. The Rebbe would always say, Yosef Hashem, Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yadai. Know that who you're dealing with when you say Yosef Yitzchak, the previous Rebbe. Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yadai. This is the Abish just stretching out his hand the second time to bring the ultimate Giyula through the previous Rebbe. Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yadai. This is not just a person. We're dealing with an extension of the Abishter's hand again, Sheinis Yadai. Now it could be he's hinting to the idea of why he's bringing this Pasuk. Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yadai. Is because later he's going to give a mystical, a Kabbalistic idea about where Yosef Shoresh is. He's going to say, he brings this Lashen, that he's from Mitzcha. Um, brings it over here. Um, hold it. He's going to use the term. And let me just give a short little thing. In the process of creation, there were two, two main players, two main energies emanating from God. One of them is the, is, is the, is the Oyres, is everybody's familiar with the concept of emanations of Hashem that didn't last. That's Oyres the Tayu, the, the, the world of Tayu, which shattered. And then the Abish, the re-emanated light called from Oyla Matikun. So the second emanation, which is from Oilam Atikun, even though it's in the end it becomes very, very narrow and very small, but in its quintessential beginning it's a very deep, 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 deep light. And that's called, that's called Sheim Maha Chodosh, the Numa, the second light. And that's where Yosef is rooted in. The very quintessential of that second light, beginning of it. So that could be the reason why he's referring Yosef Hashem Sheinis Yadai. It's Hashem stretching Sheinis the second time. The first emanation was the emanation of Oireis the Toyo. That was what collapsed. The Kalim the Toyo and all that. The whole, the whole Toyo emanation didn't last. So that's the first one. Yosef is related to Olam to the second. He's an extension of Yaakov and we know Yaakov is Baal Olam And therefore that could be the reason why it's Yosef Hashem Sheinis. That's all that I thought. Al-Kay. 
Legabaya matzel compared to the matzel to the emanator, Yeride Gedoyla, for him it's a Yeride Gedoyla, because the matzel, the emanator, doesn't have any 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 letters in his name, doesn't have any name, he's beyond all names because he's beyond all description. To him it's a tremendous descent, a lovely karais Peshem Havaya. For him it's a tremendous descent to become be called Havaya, Yutke Vavke. Like it will be explained soon. That's why they didn't recognize him at all. There's no erech, there's no comparison at all. That which is an elevation for them, who yerida etzloi, is to Yosef, it's a yerida, it's a descent. The level that they went up, they went up to Havaya. For them, it's an extraordinary eleva- elevation to come to Yud Kevavke, to the Guf of Atzilus. For Yosef Atzadik, it's a descent because he's part of the light of the emanator himself, going down into Kalim, going even into Atzilus, is a descent. Base. This difference between Yosef and the Shvatim, Yesh Adroimamailas, exists on multi levels. What does that mean? That the difference between Yosef and the brothers of them being a Bria and him being a Tzilus is really on many higher and higher and levels. The difference between Ma and Ban that there is in every parts of. In Kabbalah it says that there are we know four names. Yudke Vavke has Four possible miluyim. One is seventy-two, one sixty-three, one forty-five, and one fifty-two. So here we're dealing with the two names of Ma and Ban. So in every part, so if there is the shame Ma, parts of for the various different configurations, the way, the 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 emanations of, of the process of godly flow as it as it as it takes on certain form from different spheros and attributes and worlds and so on and so forth. And in each dimension there is the, the ma element and the ban element. Now the ban element is lower, is, is malchus, is always related with malchus, and the ma element is always related to the zod, the zairanpin, which is much higher than malchus. And therefore, the shvatim, they are from the ban in every world, in every level. And Yosef, he's from the ma of every world. Kihine Yedua is known, and he's going to explain this idea, not to get too intimidated. Actually, it, it, it reads very, very beautifully, the next passage. Kihine Yedua is known, the Malchus Da'ak, the Malchus Da'ak, that from Malchus of Adam Kadman, Ho Yashoyresh HaShvira, the root of Shvira Sakelem, of the shattered vessels, which causes all the problems. But really, it's the whole purpose of creation, is that the vessels shatter, and that creates a mixture of good and bad, a light and darkness, and so on and so forth. And we do the repair, and then we, then we receive the ultimate good, the ultimate revelation of Hashem, comes after the repairing of Shvira Sakel. But what's the Shvira? So in, in Kabbalah it says that the Shvira of the Shvira comes from Malchus of Ak, Malchus of Adam Kadmon. What's Adam Kadmon? So it's going to say, what's Adam Kadmon? As if I know what Adam Kadmon is. I don't know what Adam Kadmon is, but you know, little bit we learn, so we try to like discuss it, what it says. Adam Kadmon means primordial man. Primordial man means it's the first sketch of all of creation. It's where the Abishter, it's, it's, it's where God 
once it's it's the entire seder ishtalshlos in one one nekuna. But in every madrega there is all ten spheres. So from Adam Kadman, it's only the la- the last element of Adam Kadman, the malchus of Adam Kadman, that continues on to become the energy for the for the next stages, the malchus of Adam Kadman. Now, in that in that malchus of Adam Kadman, it tra- it, it it translates into seven kings, and those seven kings are the seven spheros of Tohu that have collapsed. Because the Arizal says that this whole shattering of vessels of Toyu is hinted to in Parshas Vayishlach, which we read a few weeks ago. All the way in the end of Parshas Vayishlach, it gives a description of the ancestry, well not the ancestry, the descendants of Esav, the Edomite world. And it describes over there that there were seven kings of Edom, and by each one of them it says, Vayimloch, and he reigned, Vayamas, and he died. So the Arizal says it's much more than just a story of kings, earthly kings. It's referring to these deeps, these spherot, these attributes, these priatzilus attributes of the world of Tayu, which manifested and collapsed. They broke. But it's interesting. What happens? Be, how how do they break? Before that, it says vayimloich. They reigned. It doesn't say they emerged. It says they reigned. They were kings. So over here he says, from there you see that they come from malchus. Of Adam Kadman. And because they come from Malchus of Adam Kadman, because they come from Malchus of Adam Kadman, the Malchus element of these spheroids is what causes them later to collapse. Because they are called, the first page, the second paragraph, Sif Perig Beis, we're holding in the fourth line in Perig Beis. They're called kings. That Bela was king, and then he died. They come from Malchus. And what did we say earlier? Malchus is Ban. Yosef, we said he comes from Ma. So he comes from above Malchus. And therefore Yosef is above the whole idea of the Shvira. And the eighth king, who Hadar, after it mentioned seven kings, finally the, there's one more king of Edom. And that king, it says, didn't die. By him it doesn't say death. By Yimloch Hadar, his name is Hadar. And it speaks about his wife. Shem Ishtoim Mahatabel. Bas Meizov. And it says about his name of his city. His name of the city was Pa'u. Pa'u is where he comes. Now that's the most, you might say, useless information that there is in the Torah. That there is a fellow by the name of Hadar, he has a wife called Mahatabel, it says who her grandmother is, Mezahov, and they have a town, they lived in a place, and in his city's name was Po. Who cares? So obviously we understand there's very deep secrets over here. So what's the story? So we say like this, initially when Hashem emanated, He emanated seven, seven, seven spheres of Toyo. Each one collapsed because the oil was too intense. Remember we learned that the Oireis and the Kedem were not commensurate with each other. So it was Shvira Sakelem, that's what it means, Vayim Lech The eighth king, 
He's already the, after the falling of, now this is the beginning already of Olam Atikun. This is a new emanation. This is already a sweetened level. It's not, it's not too intense. And that's why he's called Hadar. What's, 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 the, what's, the, uh, what's the problem with Tayu? The problem with Tayu is extremism. The spheres were extreme. Chesed was only Chesed, and Chesed would not hear, would not give an inch for Gvura. Gvura is extreme Gvura, and it doesn't, give, it doesn't leave any room for Chesed. They clashed, they all collapsed. There's no harmony. So really it says that the real power of Tikkun is really Teferis. Teferis is the main element. Even though there is some, there's a concept of Teferis of Toyu, which you have to ask the question, how can there be a Teferis of Toyu if the whole Toyu is that it doesn't allow for Teferis? That needs a discussion onto its own to figure out what the Teferis of Toyu is. But you have seven spheroids, but they're each one extreme. They don't leave any room for anything else and they collapse. The eighth one, is already the beginning of Tikkun, and that's why his name is Hadar. Hadar is already beauty. What's beauty? Hadar. It's a mixture. It blends. That's where it... And that's why it's the only one that says he had a wife. Because the Gemara says that there were, in, in, amongst our sages, there were people who had a Hanhaga from Tayu. Who was an intense being, and he came from the world of Tayu. His, his conduct was in the world, in the manner of Tayu. And Itaka ended up with a Shvira Sakelem. Ben Azai. Azai was very intense, and that's why he died. He went into paradise and he went in too intensely. Rabbi Akiva went up and returned, but Ben Azai, he collapsed. Four of them went in. Three of them, because they all went in, in a manner of toyo. And what does the Gemara say about Ben Azai? Ben Azai didn't get married. He said, Because part of Tikkun is, what does the Pasuk say? Hashem didn't create the world for chaos. To settle it. Not for Toyo. So in the world of Toyo, there is no chil- there's no chil- there's no marriage. That's why the two sons of Aaron is the same thing. Not of an Aviyu, they didn't get married. Why? They were also Toyo. That's why they got very intense when they went in with the with the Aaron and they they didn't have the ability to go up and come back down. Ratsai Vashuv. That's Ratsai Vashuv is too too tenuous. You have to be able to blend, you have to have balance. They didn't have balance. So toes, there's no balance. In Tikkun, there's balance. The eighth king, his name is Hadar. So really, he's, he's not yet the world of Tikkun. He's the Shoresh for the world of Tikkun. And that's the Shoresh of where Yosef's Neshama comes from. That's why about Yosef, the Torah doesn't keep on mentioning how beautiful, how handsome he was. Because he comes from the king Hadar. Hadar means Hadar. Creates Hadar. He comes from Adar. It's why he was Yefei Toyar Yefei Mara. I didn't see this anywhere, but that can also be the reason why. You find Yehuda sinning. Yeruvain sins. The Shvatim all sinned. Mechiras Yosef. They all... Yosef can't fail because well, there's no Shvira by him. There's no breaking by him. He had a test, but he, he passes every test with flying colors because he's beyond the Shvira. There's no Shvira Sakelem by him. He's already the balanced light. Adar. And by the way, what's the name of his city? What's the name of the city of, 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 of Hadar? Would you say what other what other what seems chasvashalom to be useless information in the pasuk? Shame Eroi Pau. The name of the city is Pau. What's the gematria of Pau? Pei Ayin is one hundred and fifty. Pei is right seventy and, 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 and eighty plus six one fifty six. 
Let's take a look at Yosef. Vav and Samach is 70 plus pay is 80. 80 plus 70 is 150 plus 6. Yosef is 156. Because Pa'ul, the city, that's where Yosef comes from. Yosef comes from the city of Pa'ul. Yosef comes from the Madrega of Adar. Which over there, there is no Shvira, there's no Shvira Sakela. Over here he's going to explain in the Mimer how come there is no Shvira in the eighth, on the eighth level. You have another, another example to that. Hamelech, Hamerumam, the exalted king, Levadoy alone, may us from way back then. So the word us is Aleph above the seven. The seven are the seven sh- are the seven 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 collapsed vessels of Tayu, seven kings. But this is the king that's Merumam, he's exalted from them. That's the eighth king. That's that. May us Aleph above the seven. That's why it could be the reason when 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 they came to Kriyas Yamsuf and Yosef appeared, they brought Yosef's thing. It split the sea. It was this level that was revealed. And what happened? Oz Yashi Moshe, Aleph over the Zaya. This, this transcendental level of Yosef. Well, there's no Shvira Sakeb. Let's see. Adar. And the eighth king is Adar. Loy Meis didn't die. He's above the seven kings of Toyo. And he comes from the Yesod of Adam Kadmon. The reason why it's called Hadar, because the Yesod is called the, the Hadar of the body, the beauty of the body. Which is higher than the root of the Shvira, of, the, of, of, of where, the, where the shattering of the vessels take place. therefore, from him comes the whole tikkun and the whole beer. That's why when the Jewish people went to do the tikkun the first time in a place, where did all the shattered vessels, all the sparks, they all went down to Mitzrayim. Most of the goodies that fell down, the sparks went down to Mitzrayim. Who was sent down to fix the... the, the Yosef went down there. Because he's the one that goes down to Mitzrayim. Lish bar. What does the Pasuk say? Vayitz bar bar. Bar is rage pays. The Reish Beis Natsutsim, Yosef gathers. He, he does the work. Because he's above the Shvira, so he can go down there. Yeah. The who? Meshem Maha He comes from the Shem Maha. Maha's total bittel. The Mamitzchadaak. He's not from the name Ban. He's from the name um, 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 Ma. The Mamitzchad that comes from the Metzach. Metzach is the forehead of Adam Kadman. Can you do as it is known? I like the way as it is known. What exactly does that mean? What does it mean, the forehead of Adam Kadman? What is this Maha Chadash? I don't know. If one day when Mashiach will come, we'll know all these things. Madregas Yosef and the level of Yosef. Hu Hadar. Yosef is that level of Hadar. That's why he was so good looking, because he comes Kiyadu as it is now. Madregas Shvatim and the level of the Shvatim. Ma'azayin Malachim. They came from the seven kings. The Bandaak. They came from the from Ban, as we said earlier, from Malchus of Adam Kadm, which is the source of the Ban, and that's where there was Shvira Sakit. Okay, they and to understand Mahu Inyan Hamalachim. What does it mean, the kings? The Bandaak of the Ban of Malchus of Adam Kadman. Vigam Inyan Hadar. And also to understand Hadar Shuhamavar, he's the one who purifies and he's the one who fixes. Khulu. 
We first have to appreciate the whole idea. What he's basically going to explain is not, it's, it's a very geschmacker explanation, it's very, and it runs very smoothly. He's going to explain how the Oren Saif doesn't have any spheres in it. Because the Oren Saif is simple with other simplicity. The, and, 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 and therefore, you can't say on the Abish there any tenuah of chesed, this, even in the most, even in the most um, um, benign, shebe benign, you know, to say it's like, it's not a sphera, it's hidden, it's a potential, it's a potential of a potential, even that you can't say. Because if you're going to find potentials in the Abishter for something, then it's already considered already something. I'll give an example. The potential of fire. When you have a manifest fire. Is a fire? A manifest fire. How about fire that's inside a coal? When it's not burning, when the coal is out, but deep inside there's still the fire. Is there fire there? You can't see it, but it's behelim, it's there. How about in Iraq? Oh, in Iraq, in a Flintstone, there it's like, it's not even in the Matthias of fire at all, it's not hot. It's not, it's not glowing, it's not shining. But the rock has the potential for fire and it doesn't have potential for, uh, for what? Let's find something else. It doesn't have potential for, you can, can knock a rock till tomorrow, you can't take out of it what? Water, water you can't, that's right. Only, only because of the miracle, but you can't take out water from a rock. Potential for fire. That means that it's there. If we would say that on the Ebishter, that he's the potential for Chachmo, the potential for this, that means he has it in him in a very benign way, that would be limiting him. So you can't even say that. So, oh, so, so then, but how do all these things come from the Abishter? So that, that we, we say that these things, the Abishter's names, they're only his name. The Abishter has Chachma, but it's his name. And what's a name? When you think about, I'm asking you about, about well, he gives an interesting marshal. When we talk about, when you say about a person, when you want to evoke someone's potential, so if you need someone to do you a kindness, you need someone to, to, to be nice to you, but they're not in a kind mood, but you know they have it in them to be kind. So what do you do? Send them a nice letter, and it, and it talks all about their kindness, and how crazy it is. And that evokes the kindness. So you can pull the potential out. That's dealing with what? Something that's there, and it's hidden, and you have to, you have to, you have to fan the flames. You want to draw it forth. You want it to come to manifest by by. by but now there's another thing. A person has a name. And when you call a person's name, they turn to you. Now I'm going to ask you, in the person's neshama, I'm not talking in a mystical, abstract, ruchnistic uh, way that will say, okay, the name is shaykh to the neshama. Do you have your name inside of you? No, there's nothing, there's no, your name is, certain talents are inside of you. Your name is not inside of you. Yet, when I evoke your name, it's as if it's, it's created now. It's as if you're being nimshach. It's almost like these letters pop out. Not in, they're not inside of you. But they, they identify with you. It's almost like you create that channel now. When you're, when you're, when you're, when, let's say for instance, I'll give you a better example. How about is that we, that someone is given a name by his bris. Let's say that's a holy name, a child to the letters of them. What happens if we give someone a new nickname and suddenly someone started calling someone with a name and then suddenly everybody starts calling him by that name. That name for sure is not inside the person. But yet, it's still, when I call you, that person will turn around. 
Whatever the guy's name is, Fitzy. Okay? The guy's not, his name is not Fitzy. His name is, I don't know, Yerachmiel. But for whatever reason, they started calling him Fitzy. Okay, so, but now he's in the airport and someone says, Fitzy! He'll turn around. Aye, what? He doesn't have the Fitzy inside of him. Yeah, okay, but now it's, he, he identifies with that, with that name. So it's as if, words, even though he doesn't have, but it, in regarding to him, to the outside, that's a name. So by the Ebershter, everything we say, all the spheres, Chachma, Chesed, this, it's all only names, which means when we call it, it's as if it's created. A particular emanation. Potentially, the Ebershter could have emanated a gazillion other different things. Anything. He has no shaykhis to being to these ten spheroids. Chachma, Chesed, Rachamim. Could have been a gazillion other things. He gave us ten different things to call out to him. And he has zero of that inside of him. But when we call out of it, the names, Kael, Racham, whatever these names are, they cause him. So what do you see? That this, that whole level of name is what? The whole Indian of name is the Abishter's energy. It's like a ray. It's like to the outside. But how about the Urin Saif himself? Beyond all names. So the Shvatim, they're rooted in what? Already in the names. In shame, in the name. That's called the Bam. The level of Bam, that's the names. It's the source where name. You say the Abishter has such a name. Yosef, he's rooted in the Etzem of the Abishter. And in the etzim of the Ebershter, there's no shvira. The shvira happens only in the emanations and the energies that he projected to the world. That's where there's a shvira sakelim, and that's where there's a whole business. So Yosef is from a place beyond, beyond. That's the nakuda that he's going to develop. I gave you that, 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 that introduction so we can zoom through this. Okay? So now, let's go like this. In order to understand what are these kings of Ban of Ak. We have to preface by, by, by first prefacing something that is known. In the Orient of himself, You can't call them with any name. Even to call the Ebishter a Chacham, a wise being, a or a kind being, the Etzem in essence. Like when you call by a person, we call we, by a person we could call a person. Or like we should, just like by a person, you say a person has rotzon, he has desire to say by God that the Ebershter has rotzon. The Ebershter, his very self, is simple with utter simplicity. And desire, or chachma and wisdom, but adam by a person. It's already. It's already a, it's already a, what we call it, it's a composite. There's the person and there is his chachma. So you're already blending two things. You can't say like a, that it's like, it's a potential, like a, like a flame that's inside a, that's inside, it's not manifest, but it's a potential. It's like a flame that's inside a coal. And we will say that in the same way is the erech, the, 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 the value of the, when we speak about God's will or chachma of atzilus. To the essence of God. And we'll, we'll say that in the Abishter's essence, it's not manifest. In atzilus, it's manifest. It's like a burning flame. In, in the Abishter, it's like a flame that's in the coal. 
Shahare Shalheves, Yeshna Bimitsius, Behelam Begachelis. Because the 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 Shalheves, the um the the flame exists in a concealed way in the coal. And here he doesn't say it, but in 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 uh in uh, what's it called again, in the other version of the Mimer, he says, and even to say that it's like this, the flame, the fire that's in the stone, it also exists in, in, to some degree. When in the essence of the Oyrin Soif, there's no harkava, there's no integration of will, even in a concealed state. Because he is simple with utter simplicity. And therefore, we can't compare it. We can't draw an analogy between the Abishter and, and human human experience. Because by a human, yeah, even when you don't have your will revealed, the will is there because a human being is a composite. There's nothing wrong with us being a composite. But by the Abishter, that's what we and this that we say. That's what we when we say the Abishta, you are a chacham, you're wise, but not with a knowledgeable chachma, which means not with an identifiable chachma. not with an identifiable or a knowable bina. Pirish yediyah doesn't mean that we can't know it. Hugam to say even kasha yamatze behelim yediyah Even if it's in a concealed state, it's also called a yediyah. It's also yediyah. It's already known for dialamev. Ach beemes, but in truth. I, it says in Paradise, Paradise is a safer Kabbalah from Ramosha Kardava from the Ramak. The, the Ramak talks about the potential. The Ramak speaks about ten spheroids that are embedded, gnuzois, that are hidden and that are embedded in Atmos himself, in the essence of the emanator. It's not to say that there is a potential. They're only like calling a name. And that's why it says in the Zoyar, the whole all the lights of the emanations, that come from the essence, they're only the secret of the Abishta's name. And so it's in Eitzchayim, the whole Hishavus Netzal, says in Zoyar, it says also in, in, in Eitzchayim, that all the coming into beings of the Netzalim, of the emanations, they're only the names, they're only on a level of God's names, they're not touching the Abishter's essence. The Ayin Beis, whether it's the name of Ayin Beis, which is in Chochma, Samach Gimel, which is in Bina, uh, and so on, Levat. And the explanation of the matter is, If so, how do you call him Chacham? If he doesn't have it and it's only in his name, which means it can only emanate from him, so how do you call him Chacham? We know when we when we call the Abishter Chacham, we're calling him Chacham. So how does that work? In Ayuvan, so we'll, we'll understand that Al Derech Mashal Makriya Shem Chacham Ba'adam Atachtan. When we call a down here by the human being down here below, we call him a Chacham. Shagam, we call him a wise man. Shagam Shabizein a Mashal Daimel Nimshal. And even though we're using a Mashal, which is not it's not accurate, because Sha'adam Chacham Behelim, a person. I mean, if, if you're going to call him wise, it's because Be'etzim, he's wise, hopefully. You're being, you're being honest. He's, he, he has Chochmah. Okay, now. And you're, and you're trying to get in. You're saying, you're so smart, tell us. You're trying to evoke that Chochmah. So you can't really use that as an analogy on God because God doesn't have the Chochmah, because, meaning he's not limited. He doesn't have the definition, defining element of Chochmah inside of him because that would be defining it. 
But there is a certain analogy. What's the analogy? What we could compare is as follows. But a human being who is a potential chacham or a potential kind man, how do we evoke it? How do we evoke it? How do we stimulate this hidden latent chachma by addressing it, by praising it? You praise it, you speak about it, you evoke that power to emerge out to the open. With this calling that we call him a wise man. Venimtza comes out. Before we called him a wise man, he himself did not know of his own wisdom. It's, 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 he himself wasn't aware of it. And now when, you, when, when we spoke about it, that's why it's always important to speak praise about people, to evoke their talents and their abilities. It's as if he became a chacham now. Even though it's not true. He, if he's going to have it later, he had it always in potential. He had the koyach But it's as if he now became a chacham. In this call. So, but by a human being, it's only as if he became a chacham. By the Abishter, when we call him chacham, we actually make him a chacham. Because before that, he's not a chacham because he's not shaykh to chachma. He's be infinitely beyond any simple with utter simplicity. So when we call the Abish the chacham, we're actually making a chacham. That's why it's not such a course as what I said in, the, in, 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 in some of my shirim in the past. And I said it in Lakewood last week also during the Fabrengen. We spoke about this Indian. That the Balshamta made the Abish to recognize that he has Yidin, that the Yidin, Yidin is his child, he's his one and only child. And the Abishta should stop looking at us mitzad our milus, but the Abishta should look at us mitzad our etzer. So, oh, how can the how can the make something in the Abishta? That's what he's saying over here. And the Abishta is partial petachlas abshitis. We, when we call him chacham, we make him a chacham. It's different by a human being. You're just triggering the chacham. It's there, but that's not a mila. That's not a quality of the human. That's a limitation. That the human being is limited in scope. He has ten qualities, and these are his qualities. Some people don't have the chachma; they have very little, and others have more chachma. So when you're praising this person as a chachma, you're manifesting something that is would have otherwise gone unnoticed, even to the person himself. All right, it's like you have a child that is really brilliant, a prodigy. But if not enough tell, people tell him that he's a prodigy, he might never believe it. But when you he really told it, you know, you're very smart, you know you're very smart, eh? so maybe he'll start using his cup and actually start actually being smart because he, because people tell him that. I'm not saying sometimes it's not good to overtell him, he's talking things, he things that he's smart without the work. But, but, but by the Abishter, when we praise God, we're actually creating the sphera. You know what I'm saying? It's as if, it is be'emes that way. Shall they kriya shem levad, who nasachacham, he becomes a chacham. Lihikarois matzal er chachma. To be called the emanator of the light of chachma. Vayadei kriya shem chassid. When we call the Abishter a chassid. Oyreru ha'atzmus. We evoke the atzmus. Liois la'or. That he should become a luminous. Umekor la'or chesed ha'netzal. And that he should become a source for chesed. Ha'netzal that is emanated. Valderech zekol prate ha'netzalim. That's why we say they're only his names. Why? 
באופן שקודם הקריאה היה פשוט בתכלס, before we called him he was simple with utter simplicity, שגם בהלם לא ימצא מציאס מוקר אוירויס הנצלדם, because even in a concealed state you won't find the mucker, the source of these lights, of these emanating lights, like we said earlier. And even there, they are hidden there. To himself, they're not really true that they're there. Like there is by a person. By a person, they exist very benign carvings inside of him. The Abishta doesn't have any carvings. Triangles or squares or circles. He is simple with utter simplicity. And therefore you can't define him with any definitions. We actually create it through calling out to him and evoking and raising feminine waters to him. Just like by human experience, we take something from a concealed to a revealed through calling out to it. By Hashem, even the concealed happens at that time. From the essence of the, the simple essence, the dialogue is enough to those who understand. Ah, that's why he says it's more compared to the name of a person than to the qualities of a person. Because the qualities of a person, as we said earlier, Chacham and Chesed, these are things that are more embedded in you, it's just that you have, to, you have to shine light upon them, you have to draw them out. But a name of a person, especially a random name that people started calling someone, he doesn't have the name inside of him. By calling him that name, we create within him a passageway through which he shines his light. It's not so much inside of him. Before they call him. Ratzan and Chachm is more part of the person. When they call him Yifna Lekairai, still he turns to one who called him. Yifna Ha'atzmos, the Atzmos, the essence of the Ebeshter, becomes, turns. It's like a name, you're calling him by the name of kindness. Bechesed Da'atek Yoyimin, through the name of, of, in the kindness of Atek Yoyimin, as it is known. And he's calling himself that way deeply inside of him to become a potential for that in him. It's understood. So it's a very, very amazing thing what we're saying over here as how, the, how we can design the Ebrister. You realize that? When we're calling the Ebrister by certain names, we're actually creating him. I don't mean creating him. We are... He's like a plain piece of paper in that sense that has no... And the way we relate to him, that's how we draw him forth. Isn't that the most coolest thing? So just like the evoking of that which is concealed below by a person, similar to that is when we say it's ten yutzviris agnuzes, it means it's not there, it's just that when we will evoke them, it's as if it's there. It's not really there, but we're actually creating their potential. But yeah, the dialogue. But that's why we can understand this level from where it's created, so to speak. Let's put it this way: this, this, this power that we can draw Hashem forth in any shape or form that we're calling Him into. We can understand that that's not the, that's, that doesn't that doesn't affect His essence. That affects the way He emanates to us. So that's the idea of Malchus of Adam Kadman. 
Malchus is always the way, the idea of kingship is only from you to someone else. So if we go deeper than Malchus, and we're getting to Yesod of Adam Kadam, that's really the essence of Adam Kadam himself, as he is for himself. Creation doesn't even gnash or nibble on that level. Creation is only from the Malchus, only from the name element, only from the spherotic, from the spheros element, which is the idea of, 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 of these... It's almost like it's not even... It's not even the true substance of Ebershter. And that's why we say, Ani Hashem Hashem doesn't change from creation. Because it's only His names, it's not even Him. He's being called into, and that's the energy that the whole creation is based on. The holding building blocks of creation, the foundations of creation, are these names that don't even exist in Him. It's when we call them, it like, it like becomes that. So we can understand the difference between the Malchus of Atzilus, I'm sorry, the Malchus of Adam Kadman, to the Yesod of Adam Kadman, is what? Is an infinite and absolute gap. This is Abishter as he Be'etzem is, and this is... So if we say that the Shvatim come from the Malchus of Adam Kadman, and Yosef comes from Yesod of Adam Kadman, the, 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 the distance is ain't self. This is the Malchus of Adam Kadman, which is the root of the seven kings. Piddish. The whole idea of calling a name. Since this is the bottom of all levels. Shala Atzmus of the essence. That's why it's called Malchus, because that's what Malchus is. The whole idea of Malchus is the expressor. Malchus is the way something expresses itself to the outside. Who is Pashtus is the expansion, the Hisgalus and the revelation, Levad, Kiyadu as it is known. And this is the idea of Malchus of Adam Kadman. Ki Akbats Musai, because Adam Kadman in its own, who Kadmus Hamatzel, is the Kadmus means the the uh, uh, primordial emanator, Ba'atzmus Oyrin Seif Baruch in the essence of the Oyrin Seif, which means that which always was. That he should be called with a name to the emanations. Chacham, wise, chastin, kind, b'chachma yadiyah, with a knowledgeable chachma, with a knowable chachma. Hainam ebchines malchus ta'ak, that only happens from the malchus eden element of Adam, kadma levad. Shu ebchines shemoy, which is only his name, v'loy matzmusay, not from his essence, k'neskaliyah. That's the general name. So there's generally one level called Malchus, which is his name. And from there comes the seven, seven names, which each one is a particular manifestation. The Savu Prate Hashem comes the details of the name. The Zion Malachim of the seven kings. Shen Zion Midois, which are the seven Midois. Hagnuzois, which are hidden. Bematzel, which means the potential. As we said before, it's not even a potential. In Malchus there is, they're hidden. But they're not hidden deeper in him. And, 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 and from there they emanate. And from there there can be shvira. If this energy comes out too intense, there's a shvira, and there's a whole, there's a whole history, there's a whole story, there's a whole story of creation happening. The name of Banda'ak, which is the root of the root of the shvatim. Remember, these malchus, the malchus levels of each levels are, in, are connected to each other. So the Malchus of Adam Kadmon eventually ma- makes its way down to Malchus of Atzilus, which we said before, Malchus of Atzilus is that sea, that beneath it, that Shloim HaMelech made as the 12 Bakar, which are the 12 Shlatim. So it's connected. When this finally makes its, 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 its presence 
into creation, into the system later in creation, when it shines below, Behechel Kaidish Kaddishim, in the Hechel of Kaidish Kaddishim of Bria, is where the Shvatim are. For Omnam Hadar, however, the level of Hadar, who are as Atmos to Adam Kadman, is the illumination of the essence of Adam Kadman. Bepchenas Yisoit, Shaboy, from the element of Yisoit. Shalamaylam Abchenashem, which is way above the idea of a name. That's why it's above the whole idea of, of the shattering. The shvira is only in the letters. Malchus is letters. What, what's, the whole, what's the whole idea of letters? For yourself, you don't need letters. Letters are only for what? For you to speak out, to emanate, to shine to others. You need your letters of speech. So the shvira only happened in this level of oisiyas. But nothing in... That's why Dafki Yosef is the one who fixes them. Through the name of Ma, the, of, of that's coming from this, the, 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 the forehead of Adam Kadman, as explained elsewhere, Barucha at great length. Okay. Once we get here, we can understand the whole idea of Shechem, the work of the Shvatim the work of Yosef, how they're working at the very bottom, and Yosef is working at the very top. We're going to take a break for a few minutes. I really, I just want to finish Perigimel, which is going to go, especially since we gave all the introductions now, so it's going to go really Gishmirt, Be'ezus gish, Hashem, from Gimel to Dalit, shouldn't take us more than 40 minutes. And then we're going to break till next week, Thursday, and then we're going to finish. So we're holding on page 206, now we can understand the Pasuk. And I have given you a Shechem Echad over your brothers. And the root of this is as follows. Because the Shvatim were involved, as we said earlier, their Indian is to raise the Shechidah. Their, their Indian is... See... They're existing within creation, at the very bottom. In, in creation, what do we have a situation? We are the Shechina, which is the power of God emanating and creating the world, is being Mahava, what's called Pnimius and Chitzonius. Pnimius is that which the Ebershter desires, giving life, sustaining that which is holy and godly in the world, Malachim, and those Malachim who serve the Ebershter, and so on and so forth. And then down, trickling down to our world, those elements in this world that are positively identified with Kedusha and so on and so forth. But the Shechina gives a vast amount of energy to the unholy. And that's all the, all the, all the Klipas Noga, which the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya from the Arizal, is most of the stuff in this world is, is in a Klipa state before we fix it. And even, there's even Shalish Klipas Atmeyas, there's even the three impure Klipas which derive energy and they're very strong and powerful. Our avoda is, we're like miners, we've got to go into the, we have to go down under the earth, we have to go into the klipa, go into the, the 12 shvatim, what do they do? It's, they do a birur, they take the good out, whatever is kosher, whatever is elevatable, like the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya, we're learning these Tanya's the last couple of days, klipas noga, whatever is elevated it, we strip away the bad, which means we don't use it for what it suggests itself to be used, and that is just for a good time. Instead, we take that energy and we use it to serve the Ebishter, God's interest. So we're, we're, we're tearing the chitzonim, 
the forces of klipa lose their energy because we're engaging it and we're taking the energy out from the klipa, putting it to Kedush. That's the Avedah of Ma'alme Malumim, I told you earlier, and that's the Avedah of Shechem, taking from the back and moving to the... But where are we doing it? We're doing it down over here in creation at the very end where the Shechina is the last force, the last level of godliness, the last... The words of Hashem. Hashem is emanating, speaking, and creating the world on the on the on the farthest level of elokus. We're trying to separate. Remember, I said earlier that the kalipas derive energy at the very end, the end, end. Over there, we're trying to separate the good from the bad. Yosef is a much much higher role. Yosef is going to bring another beer, also a beer, but a beer not at the end. But let's go. What's deeper than God's speech? Hashem's thoughts, Hashem's thinking. What's deeper than Hashem's thoughts? Hashem's emotions. So much deeper. Talking about deep, 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 deep in Atzilus, the powerful emotions of God. What's deeper than the Abishta's emotions? The Abishta's intellect. The Chabad of the Abishta ain't so. What's deeper than the Abishta's Chabad? The Abishta's desire. And above desire is, is, is Hashem Himself. The Baal HaRatzayin is the Ebrister Himself. The place where the Klippa comes to, to derive energy, and aside from taking at the bottom, 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 from between the words, from the letters, another place they go to is they want to go to the, to the will of Hashem, the desire of God. And they, they're happy when the Ebrister is like not really in the mood of playing the whole game. So when Hashem is a little withdrawn, so His will is like kind of... He, 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 he has a will, which means he has a, he has a, 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 a desire to be a creator or, to, or to, to, to emanate energy. But when he's not focused in on what he desires, when he's not taking his desire and focusing it through his mind, but he's letting the desire flow just on its own, then because the world and everything in it is so nothing, so the clip is also really nothing, so it's like a little spider that we once learned about, the little spider that... And in a small little house, uh, the, 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 the balabasta, the, 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 the homekeeper, will chase the spider out with a vengeance. But in a huge palace of a king, no, no one notices the spider. The spider can climb around. So at this level of Urin Sof, of the level of Keser, or where the Ratzon of God is, over there, who cares? So the eminent, so the, 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 the flow of energy can flow even down to the Chitzonim. That's cool, that's from the Ratzon, and here's an amazing thing. Ratzon is the skull, it's Keser, Ratzon is the Keser. So it's the skull. The back of the skull is the, is the back of the neck. The, the neck is called Oref. And if you rearrange the letters of Oref, Ha-Oref, you get Paro. Paro is the king of Mitzrayim, which is the source, the king of Acharayim, the king of the backside. The king of this whole kingdom that doesn't care about God, that wants to take all the energy of God for their perverse um, life, for their lives full of depravity. And they, where are they deriving all their powerful energy? From the Abishter. Why? From the skull, from the oref on the back. Yosef Savoda is to cut Paro down at his very, very source. That the Abishter at the level of skull... Not at the final level of ma- of speech, which is all the way at the end, but at the very, very, very beginning of beginning, over there, to get the Abishter in the mood to play the game of creation, which is Torah and mitzvahs and so on. So the Abishter should direct his energy to the Panemius, 
and not let it be free for all, an, an infinite flow where the klipa can take as well. So it's also a birur from acharayim to pnimius, from back to pnimius, from the backside to the inside, but it's on a, what should you call it, on a primordial level. It's on a level, what should I call it, um, I can't even use the word exponentially higher. We're talking about exponentially, exponential, exponential, exponential. Higher and deeper on the level where Yosef is doing that beer. But that's what the Yaakov says to him, I am giving you a Shechem Echad. You're doing the Shechem, the changing from the back to the front, Echad Alachecha, much higher than your brothers. On a much higher level than your brothers. So therefore, what comes down from according to this is, that even if Yaakov Avinu would have gone to very good parenting classes, and he would have had like a modern day psychologist explain to him how it's not nice to show favoritism to your children, Yaakov still would have no choice, but he would still have to treat Yosef differently. <laughs> so he would, oh, Yaakov wasn't a good parent. He, he, he didn't know. <laughs> it's like, you know, Yaakov sees. He sees the potential. He knows their souls. He knows who's where and on what level. So to Yosef, he's going to give what he needs to give to Yosef. Over your brothers. The and the root of the matter is as follows. Because this that the shvatim were they were sheaving sheaves. They're taking the sparks from the name of Ban from Malchus. in There is the sparks from Malchus. To, to convert the bad to good. To take from the back to the front. That's why, as we remember, I told you, that's why, where were they grazing their, their flocks? In Shechem. Because that's where you transition from the back to the front. Yosef was doing the work in a much deeper place. In Atzilus itself, he was busy moving from the shoulders of Erech Ampin, where the neck is. Which is the back of Erech Ampin. Hanikra Paro, which is called Paro, because Paro is the letters of the neck. Yosef wants to direct the energy from the Pnimius of Erech Ampin. From the Pnimius of Keser. Erech Ampin means the long face, which is Keser which is the, the level of desire of will, that, it sh- that the Eberster's will should be in, in the program, in what Hashem truly cares about, which is in the Chachma and the Bina, which is God's wisdom, which He appreciates what His plan for creation is. The deeper plan, the godly plan. Right? So, um, yeah, it should go to the Erech, who? Oh. Now, if, it's, if the energy is going to flow from the skull, from the mo- down to, to Chachman Bina, and from there down to the creation, that means that, now by Chachman Bina it says, Kene Chachma, Kene Bina. Acquire Chachman, acquire Bina. But it uses the word Kane. Now Kane is really the pipe in a human being. Kane is the pipe the windpipe that goes from and the windpipe 
really attaches itself the, 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 it, it, to the brain. Then it goes down to the heart. Over here you get, the, you get the oxygen, but it's really attached to the brain and it goes to the heart. When we're saying that Yosef is bringing light from, from the Kesser down into Chachmah Bina, means he's funneling it through the Kaneh. The Kneh Chachmah, Kneh Bina. And what that means, he's bringing it into the Sar HaMashkin. One more Hakdama, one more introduction we need before we can learn further. Paro, we said, is the king of Egypt. He's in the back. Now he creates, Paro has an entire infrastructure of Klippa. He's the king of Klippa. He's got a whole infrastructure of Klippa. Paro is the neck, but then he has to channel his energies down into the world of Klippa. How does that happen? So it goes through the neck is the back, but by the back there's the throat. And the front is the throat. The back is the neck, but there is the... And what, and what do you have? Oh, they have a channel. And really, what you have over there is three pipelines. Three, ma- three pipelines. The three pipelines in, are the, 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 the windpipe, which is called the... What is it called? The tra- 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 trachea. Is the wind trachea? Is the windpipe? Then you have the esophagus, which is the food pipe, and then you have the main blood artery. That's called the viridin. So when you take a look, when Yosef comes down to Mitzrayim, he immediately gets. You find him immediately being involved with three ministers of Paro. He gets sold to the minister, the butcher, Sarhatabachem. That's Potiphar. He's the, he's the butcher. But very, 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 in a very short period of time, he ends up in prison, and he encounters the other two ministers of Paro, the 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 uh, butler, which is really the Sarah Mashkin, he's the bartender, and the Sarah Ofen is the guy in charge of the 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 the, 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 baking, the baker. So in Kabbalah it says that these are three; they they're not just physical figures; they're spiritual powers. What are they? There are these three pipes. But they're, they're serving Paro. So Paro's at the neck, but how does Paro channel his energy down to the rest of the body of Klippa? Through these three pipes. The, the wind pipe is one kind of Klippa. The, the, uh, oh, so let me see. The wind pipe is, is really where moisture goes. In the wind, moisture goes down to the lung. And so therefore, that's, we're going to learn about more about it more in detail next week. That's associated with the with the with the with the sarha mashkin. He's bringing liquid, so that's what the windpipe does. It takes moisture, it brings it to the lungs, it blows that cool moisture onto the heart. It actually cools the heart. That's the mashkin. Then there's the butcher. The butcher is associated with blood because he kills the animals, takes their blood out. So that's more related to the to the blood artery. The main blood artery, I don't know what it's called, the main blood artery that runs up through the neck. They have a name for it. It's the, it's, um, what's it called? You remember what it's called? The main blood artery that goes, that runs through the neck. In any case, that, that, um, that artery, so that's the saratabachan, that's the butcher. The baker is associated with the esophagus, which makes sense because it's bread. He bakes bread and bread is the food. But really, as he's going to explain later in the Bible, we're going to see that the esophagus is, is the, esoph- the esophagus serves as the 
intermediator between the, two, the other two pipes. Because the main objective of the water pipe, of the mashkin, Sarah mashkin, is mainly downward flow, like water flows downward. It's mainly about bringing the moisture of the brain, the coldness of the brain, down to the heart. The main, we're going to talk about it more next week, so I'm not going to elaborate on it now. The main objective of the, of the baker, I'm sorry, not of the baker, of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, um, the artery, is to take the blood, which is mainly in the heart, and to pump it up to the brain. It's, a, it's an upward pump. So it's the opposite. One is going down, one is going up. The baker, the esophagus, does both. Because what is the blood, what is, what is the food? It, it, it brings the food. What does the food do? The food creates blood. So on the one hand, it's associated with the, with the butcher, with, the, with, the, with the, um, the pipe, the blood, the blood artery, because it's producing blood. But on the other hand, uh, it's also um, strengthening the connection. I think that's what they say. I'm going to see later. I'll look into it. We're going to further explain it next week. And I don't remember how he explains how it's also it's a connecting the brain. It's also a downward. It's, it's an upward and a downward kind of a, 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 a element. It's, it serves as the mediator between the two powers. So in Paro, these are all three forces of Kalipa. And the main dangerous guy is the baker. That's why Yosef finishes him off. That's why Yosef immediately gets him strung on a tree. The Sarah Mashkin, Yosef elevates. That's why he puts him back on his post. That's an elevatable part of the klipa that we can elevate. It's a klipa, but can be elevated. And the Sarah Tabachim also, exactly what... Uh, and then Yosef, what does he do? He becomes the Mishnah Lamelech. He makes his way up to become the secondary to Paro. And what does he do? When he's working right on the Paro, he's kind of a sneaky guy. Because even though he's working for Paro, he's really redirecting the energy of Egypt. Instead of it flowing into the corrupted world of Paro, he's, direct, he's directing this, the, the resources of Egypt to feed the whole world. He's doing positive things with Paro's money. Paro is into, you think about, who are his ministers that he has? Instead of having a, finance, a, a minister of education and a minister of, and a minister of, uh, I don't know, uh, what other things, a, minute, a health minister, and so on and so on, to take care of the country, what kind, of, what kind of ministers does he have? He's got a baker and a bartender, and these guys will run his country. You can see, the whole thing is chitzenius, the whole thing is just to have a good time. So Yosef becomes in charge, and what does Yosef do? He takes the energy from the back and directs it towards positive ends, towards the front. But he has to work his way through the ministers first to get up there. But, spiritually... To substitute the three ministers coming from the neck, Yosef has to create three ministers that serve Yosef's purpose. The three pipes to the front, which he's going to explain in, in holiness what that means. Again, next week, we're going to learn that. He's going to explain how Torah study is one of them. Prayer is the other one, just in short. Torah study is the flow, is the water going down. Uh, prayer, fervent, fiery prayer is the blood artery going up. And speaking Torah is the baker, he's going to explain. Learning Torah intellectually is the, but speaking words of Torah is the baker, as we will learn later, it's the medium between the two. When we create a holy Sarah Mashkim and a holy Sarah Oifim and a holy Sarah Tabachim, we have the vessels there to contain the flow in the front and then they don't leak in the back. That's Yosef's main avoda. To flip the energy from flowing, flowing in the backside to move it towards the front. And that's his beer. And that's what he's saying over here.
from the shoulders of which is the back which is called paro, which paro is the letters of oref. For the shefa to come from the pnimius, from the innermost of erech anpin, which is the sar hamashkin kenei chachma, the connection of sar hamashkin to to uh, it's the kane, the kane is the sar hamashkin. And it shouldn't go to the back. The erech anpin where it was flowing till now, Yosef went to make that tikkun. I'm giving you one shechem. The explanation of this matter is when we first need to understand what does it mean the acharayim of Erechampin? What does it mean the back of Erechampin? There's no is here. What a surprise. In it is explained elsewhere. So this it is known what it says elsewhere. In the concept of, we say the spider, the spider, remember I, 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 I gave that example earlier. A spider, everybody chases a spider. But what? The he doesn't bring the end. And the spider marches around happily in the king's palace and no one bothers her. So it's explained because no one cares about it. Because in the big palace, no one notices a spider. The same is also in the vastness of the Ein Sov, no one notices the Klippa. So Klippa can come up there and, and think they, they, have the, they, can, they, can, they can take whatever they want. And, we, and he gives another example to that. You see, when a person is sleeping, an amazing thing, when a person is sleeping, a fly... Flies can have races on a person's nose. Three flies can race from one end of the nose to the other end of the nose. And the person doesn't swap them away. Why? Because he's sleeping, he's unaware of it. When he's awake and a fly start, tries to land on his nose, what does he do? Don't you dare come on my nose. But when he's asleep, the fly can, can march around and parade on a person's nose. Because you're asleep. What do you see? What's, what happens when a person's asleep? When they're asleep, they're withdrawn from their body. They're in a higher place. So they don't notice that someone is flying. But when they're awake, which means they're more present and they're alert and they're more, they care about you know, their body. So, then, so it's the same thing as with the Eberster. When the Eberster is in a state of sleep, what does that mean? Gullus is considered the sleep. What means he is withdrawn from the whole game of creation, from the whole project. So the Kalipas can climb on his nose and he doesn't throw them away. So the whole idea of what, what Yosef went down to Mitzrayim is to wake the Eberster up, to get him involved. So that he chases the fly away. It's a time when the mochin depart. Even when this fly goes on his face, he doesn't feel. An explanation of the matter is when a person is involved, gets absorbed in his essence, which means when a person is deeply in, in a state of inwardness, he doesn't, it doesn't occupy any space by him, anything that's against him. Because he's not even he's not relating to the outside. So if something is opposing him, he's not going to bother about it. When a person is very deeply involved in learning something, he doesn't even feel when someone is contradicting him. Because he's so deeply involved. Oh, 
But when the desire comes down, and starts gets contracted into intellect, when even though it's a tremendous contraction that you should compress yourself into your mind, into but this is the quality, the total opposite. Once he's involved in his, in, his, in, his, in his reasoning and logic, so he gets very upset when someone is opposing him. That he feels very much the, the opposition. Even if he's a tiny bit. Once you contract your desire into reason, then you can feel very much anything that's opposing it. That he can't stand that anybody that's standing against his will. And he will reject it completely. And this is the reason when a person wakes up from his sleep, he notices the, the fly. In other words, when the energy is in a state of makif, then klipa can get away with it. When the energy comes down from makif into pnimi, that's where, even though it's much more constricted, it, it has a purpose and it has a, a sp- specific Desire that it wants. The calls are mashal lahav and lamayla, and this is all a mashal to understand an analogy to understand above inyan acharayim be'erachanpin. The idea of the backside of erachanpin liyois ki inyan erachanpin yado. What's the idea of erachanpin? Shuaratzin. It's the ratzin ba'atzmay hakoyl kol gileritzaynis pratiyim, which include all the revelation of specific desires. It's the simple one bigger desire. The fact that I want to live or I want to be present. And then, and, and then there is all the specific desires. And what's the backside? Is, is the back of it means like things that you don't desire, but you can tolerate them. Since in Ratzin, in revealed desire, the entire Pnimius Erechanpin is revealed. Kenere Bechush, a kol Pnimius Anefesh, that the entire innermost of a person's soul, Miskasheres Ba'aratzin, gets involved in Ratzin. When a person desires something very strongly, the entire soul is there. But when a person has no will in it, there is no pnimius of his. There's a little bit of it. It's like certain things in your house that you love. And you realize you have very precious furniture, a precious thing. You bought a painting, you bought something, and you walk into your house, your entire desire is in that particular thing. Then you have certain things that are sitting in shelves and they're just sitting there. You let it be, and you keep on thinking, I should really throw this out. Yeah. You see? So then, the, it, 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 you, you, there's space in you for it to exist, but there's very little desire in it. It's, it's there, let it stay. Um, it's like something you're throwing over your shoulder. That's called the back of Erechamp. The whole substance of desire is very high, much higher than seichel. 
It's not so contracted. Like, like intellect, like we said earlier. So it doesn't go so much into a keli. So it's ain't sof. Can you do as it is known? So then even someone who's against the Ratzin and therefore doesn't get the panemius of the Ratzin, but since Ratzin in essence is so vast, so if you're gnashing from Ratzin, you can be gnashing and be a billionaire just from gnashing from the Ratzin. Because Ratzin is so, it's an energy that's so un, it's not filtered yet, and it's not, it's not, it's not screened, it's so ain't self, that even if you're just being tolerated by Ratzin, you can still get an enormous amount. That's what the Klippa wants. They want the Abishta to be asleep, like kind of not caring, and they can take from his desire, but even from the back of his desire, it's an enormous, much more than they can take from the bottom-bottom leakage, as we spoke earlier. Yekabal har they can receive an abundance of energy. Kol zman as long as the Ratzin did not get contracted into Seichel. V'zeo marech that the Abishta gives, tolerates the wicked. Marech af, af comes from Erech Anpin. Erech Anpin means the long. Ekeinya Maimer is Alek Chazal say, Loidia Kame Erech Apayim Lofanum. It says that there were 10 generations that God got angry, and Abishal let them live. Not only let them live, he gave them, he gave them brachas, chas v'shalom. Because it's coming from Erech Anpin, he tolerates, and he's not really. Because the power of Ratzin is so great. And it's so broad. Even that which he's throwing over his shoulders, even the little crumbs, is also so much shefa. There's such a flow. Which they would never receive when the Abishter is putting on his Chachma lens and, and, and analyzing the world from the place of Chachma. And that's the idea of Pare, Oire Fa'elyan, the supernal, the supernal neck, Shemakabul Yanika, Maharayim the Erechampin, which can receive from the back of Erechampin, and that's where the Klippas can rob Kedusha and have, a, have an unbelievable power. And particularly when the Abishter is like withdrawn into himself, which means he's not engaging the creation and therefore the purpose of creation is not so vivid in his eyes in his mind at that time so, so therefore the energy flows indiscriminate so to speak and a lot of it flows down into the acharayim, into the back when the Ebeshter is in a tenuah in a state of withdrawal from being intimate with the creation and the like the klipas can then have a, 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 a lot of energy. In Paradise, from the Ramak, there is an Erech, there is a, a section on the word Oi. Oi is a Jewish Krechts. We always Krechts on Oi. And there's a whole section of Kabbalah explaining Oi. What's Oi? Oi is when Oi Mehoyalano, when the Abishter withdraws deeper in himself. Becomes oi. That's called shina. Sleep. Just like by a person. 
by a human being down here when he gets very, very involved in his koach haratzen, um, very, with, very much pulls it into himself. The kolachshiv v'lo yargish b'menagdim, and then he doesn't feel anybody against him. Legili ritzayne, even people that are against his desire, he's not that conscious of his desire at that moment it's because he's pulled into the, he's pulling back into the source from where the desire comes from into himself so he's not so much in the desire to that which even an enemy of his or someone against him can also re- receive a lot of a lot of uh, thing and this was the whole idea of Golos Mitzrayim the Yosef Hurad Mitzrayim that Yosef went down to Mitzrayim Pirish, what does that mean? Yosef Da'ak. So Yosef is the is the level, as we said earlier. Yosef is higher than the Abish is Ratzon. Malchus is Ratzon. Malchus of Adam Kadmon, that's the Ratzon. As we said earlier. Because Malchus is Hashem's name, it's Hashem's relationship to the world. Yosef of Adam Kadmon is like the Baal HaRatzon, the willer of the Ratzon. Shemeir begalgalta de erechampin. That shines in the Golgolas. Hanikra bala rotzen. Galgalta is the rotzen itself. The the yesoid of ak that shines in Galgalta is called the bala rotzen. We said earlier yesoid ak is is the emanator himself. It's Hashem himself. And therefore, the state of where Yosef is, the bala rotzen, the willer of the will, is he in his will or is he withdrawn? Is what? going to determine what's happening in creation. Because in the will, the will can go in various directions. The energy of the will is what drives the life of creation. But the question is, is the will connected to the Bala Ratzin? Is the Bala Ratzin invested in that will? Or even though he has a will, he's now, he's, he's, he's not there. It's like you have a person all the time there. You have desires, things that you want very much. But there are times when you disconnect from the things that you very much want because you pull into a more inward state. And even the things you very much want, you don't feel it right now because you're kind of sleepy, drowsy, tired, or not in the mood. And the same Indian happens above by the Ebershter too when he gets like not in the mood of the whole thing. It's like a sleep state. And then the Oref, that's called Mitzrayim, Receives its 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 vitality. Mipchenas yisoy da'ak from the so it's interesting. Yosef hurad is that to end the gallus, or does that start the gallus? Yosef going down to to Mitzrayim into Paro, does that create the gallus or does that end the gallus? Well, from the Magna is much it's much more both. And the truth is, the reason it can be both is because in the story of Mechiras Yosef, Mechiras Yosef was talking the cause for both. Think about it. When, the, when Yosef went down to Mitzrayim physically, it was the cause for the Golas. And it was also the cause for the what? For the Giyula. It was the cause for both. So in, in the Pneumius, it's also the same thing. On the one level, Yosef Hurad means that some energy of the Baal Haratzon, of the will or the will, because he's so withdrawn and so into himself, some of his energy leaks to the backside. That's the meaning of Yosef Hurad. That Yosef's energy, Hurad Mitzrayim, goes to Mitzrayim, goes into the back. And that's the meaning of where Yosef ends up in the back, 
Imagine, his brothers are having Friday night meals with Yaakov, learning Torah. They're all on the front side of creation. And he ends up in Potiphar's house, on the real backside of creation, and then in a prison, and then in a, like in the forgotten world of Egypt that's all the way in the back. That's the, and, and Yosef is, is, is the panemius of the Abish there. Falling down. That's Golos. Uh, because he is so withdrawn in himself, then some of his energy can leak into the raw, into the backside canal. In the idea of the spider that everybody will chase after. The reason why the sarim, the ministering angels of the of 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 the of the Gentiles. Of the of the Gentile world, who gam came at batzmusai, because he's so elevated in himself. As stated elsewhere, this is what creates the gulas. that we were servants to paro. Paro was the neck. The neck was more powerful than the front. The Zeir Ampen was in a state of pregnancy, wasn't developed. That means the side of Kedusha, Torah, Mitzvah, the whole channels of Kedusha were not developed. We're all in a, in, a, in a fetal state. That means there wasn't any presence. There weren't Kalim of Kedusha in the world. Instead, the whole party and the whole structure was in the back. How did Yitzhiya Mitzrayim happen? We have to get the Abishter back involved. We have to, similar to what happened in the days of Purim, we have to wake God up from his sleep. And that was the main Indian of Yetzirah Mitzrayim. So that Rizal says an interesting kavana. That Rizal says when we say, And what's the next pasuk? So that Rizal says, it's just a, 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 an important idea. So the Arizal says like this, how did Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim happen? So the Arizal says like this, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is Chachma, and Elokeinu is Bina. The two spheres, Chachma and Bina, which are the Pneumius. Right? Chachma and Bina is Pneumius, it's, it's internalized energy. It's Yod Chazaka Zroya Netuya, two arms of God. So the Arizal says these are the two arms of Erech Anpin. The chesed of Erech Anpin and the gevura of Erech When Chachme and Bina enclosed these two powers, when Havaya Eloikeinu enclosed the two arms of Erech Anpin, that means that the Eberster's vast, infinite desire was beginning to get what? Direction, purpose. Which means that the Eberster's desire was, was focused through what? Through, through, through a plan, through intelligence, through what does he want? Ah, then, then there's no reason for Klippus to receive anymore. Because they, 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 if you start making a reason why you created the world, you start figuring it out and coming to an appreciation of what your plan is, why would you give them anything? So then, automatically, we went out of Mitzrayim because they lost their power. So that result says, it's through Chachme and Bina enclosing the arms of Erech Anpin that the Erech Anpin was now enveloped in Chachme and Bina, which means it wasn't a free, a free lunch anymore. In Mitzrayim, the Ebershtu gives Chinam for free. The Ebershtu was channeling, he had a certain 
um, 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 objective in creation and in the world, and which is Torah and Mitzvahs, that he should be a king. And he, that he, why did he create this all? That he should be a king. Who's going to make him a king? The Jewish people, through Torah and Mitzvahs. Then the flow flows to Kedusha and not to Kleba. So this is the idea that he's saying. And that's what Yosef began that process to take the energy out from the, from the Chitzainius and move it to the Pneumius. As he says, Okay. They expanded the two arms of Erechanpin. As explained in the Kavana, in the Arizal's Kavana of Pesach. The explanation of the matter is. When he wakes up from being so spaced out in himself. And Shalbala Ratzon of the owner of the will. That he descends down Baratzon. He gets back into the project. He gets back into what he desires. Zroyos. So now in the, in the Ratzon there is now Zroyos. There is arms. Da'ainu chasadim gevurois. There is the chesed. There is the gevurei yam and a smile. Al pi chachmal bina, which are directed by the chachman the bina. Ukamoykin anim shalamayla. The same is also above. Hayurida lius mislavish bechachmal bina. The Eibush to descends to enclose himself in chachmal bina. Umepneizei aratzin toifus ktsas malkoim. Then the rotsing starts becoming important. Till he can't stand that which is getting in the way. And that which is opposing him. And that's what means we went out of Mitzrayim. The Shefa is not going to the back of Erechampin. We took out the money. We took out the cash from Mitzrayim. We took out the entire flow from Egypt. It will not continue to go in the back of Erech It will go towards the front. It will go to support good causes. Which is the gili of the Eberstes Ratz. You see today as well, I'm sorry for being political, but you see today as well, the whole side of Kalipa, which is the left in the United States, Wants a flow where there's no discrimination, there's no walls, there's no giving, there's no border, there's no everybody get. You want to come, you get this. This is this is such a tenua from Klipa. This everything is yeah, give. Where there is where there is kedusha, there has to be some kind of a design. There has to be what is appropriate. Where should the energy go? Who's deserving and what? Show something that you're going to produce. Be a productive human being. You could be productive if we force you to be productive. And you can, you can contribute to society. You can do something. Not stomp, give handouts and give endlessly. That's Mitzrayim. It's, you see, it's the same thing. And the physical reflects the spiritual. It's, it's such a kalipa. But when you appreciate, okay, you know what? We want to give. Of course, you give to duck. But there has to be accountability. There has to be, you know... And then everything functions well. Everybody does much better. So there is a there, there is a cheshbin. There is a, a calculation. This whole idea of nothing. Everything is just free and open. And then and, and this. If there wouldn't be a tzius mitzrayim, as it means as long as the energy is flowing to the back, there would not be any matan Torah. Because you need the energy to flow into Chachma. The Torah comes from Chachma. And if the energy is, is bypassing Chachma, 
It's just flowing on top of it. And since the arms of the Erech Anpin were not extending, then the Ebrishter was still drawn in himself. We turn over the page, page Kuvdalet. He can't contract himself into Torah because he's not interested. He's, he's pulled into himself. It's like a person below Hashina, a time of sleep, which is a departure of the Moichim. It's his, he's withdrawn from his Moichim into his Yechida, into his inner self. And that's why Pari gets, 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 gets all the cash. But after we go out of the out of the neck, out of the constriction in the back, now there is place for matan Torah and for mitzvahs. The Let's learn just to see Dalit, one tiny little passage more. Now two things. When you direct the energy to the panemius, two things happen. Number one, you pull it out from the, from, from, the, from the indiscriminate flow that flows everywhere. Secondly, once you're focused, not only isn't it not going there, but you get a far deeper, deeper flow. It's not only that the will that has been earlier is now focused, but it's the same will. Once there is purpose and there is meaning, even though on the one hand it's more constricted, it's more directed, and it has more rules and regulations, but the will is much more intense because ultimately the Baal Haratzen gets much more engaged. The willer of the will gets much more engaged and he's emanating energy. Like we sometimes think that when there's no barriers and you let the energy flow, it's intense. But it's not that way. We know when there is, whenever there's borders and boundaries, it intensifies the energy. Not only, also from the source. Because when there's a purpose to it, it comes from a deeper place. And that's what he's explaining. Which was in the back. There was another effect of this yetziah. Even when the Shefa will go to Chachma, even though it's coming through narrow, narrow passageways, from when it was in its expansive state, when it wasn't yet flowing through the mind, through the intellect, as we said earlier, it will now illuminate. It's going to take. It's going to draw forth from the deeper desire of the Ebershter. From that which was earlier. Even though he was more into himself, he wasn't really, really deep enough in himself. Because the quintessence of the Ebershter's inner, 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 innermost and his deepest point, he wants a dira betachtainim. He does want to be connected. It's not like to say, oh, the whole project of creation is like a chitzaniyistic thing. And therefore, when the Ebershter gets more, more absorbed in himself, it's, 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 it's worse for us, but it's really better for him because he can be busy with himself. It's not that way. Because at the deepest point in himself, he really wants us. So to think that we're going to let him sleep, that's not, that's not good. He slept enough already. Right? So he, he's much better off being awake and being involved and being down here. 
That's the idea. The innermost of the Abishter is revealed Dafke by Matan Torah. And the reason is, even though the intellect contracts the Ratzon, because Seichel, by its very definition, is already contracted. But there's a much higher quality Ratzon that goes into Seichel. The, the, the revelation of the Ratzon, it pulls from the deepest essence of the Ratzon and not from the Chitzonius of the Ratzon. It's only that it, it, it descends and it reveals itself in a very potent way. And in the beginning and the end is wedged in the beginning. This is rooted in Atmos, in the Ebishter, much higher, Harbe, much higher, from, from when he is naturally just um, um, withdrawn into himself, when he doesn't want anything. You might say when a person is like, doesn't want anything, so he's kind of very much in, into himself because he doesn't want anything. No. We're saying that when he does want something, he's actually touching it. In that desire lies a deeper essence than when he is just withdrawn from and doesn't care. What are the mitzvahs? These are the gili of the rutsen of Erech Anpin. They come from the innermost of the Gilgolas of the skull of Erechampika. It's connected to the 13 paths of white where there is no hair, which means very, very, very high. Even though it becomes contracted through And from there it's drawn into the Torah that's in front of us. This pnimius dig ha'ara is much higher, much greater than the external of erechampin. The Ebrister will shine elacha to you. It will shine with an addition of light from the essence of Adam Kadman. When he descends and he contracts himself in Torah, Mitzvah Kenneskeleya, comes out, The very Siba of descending from his occupation with himself, Asa Beis Devarim accomplishes two things. Number one, it takes the energy away from the Klippa, and it returns it, it pulls out from the unholy, the Erech Anpin, it takes away from the backside, Kenneskeleya, to the pnimius of Erech Anpin, it actually becomes intensified. And both of them are connected to one point. Because when there is purpose, and when there is direction, and there is what you want, it actually brings you out deeper of what you want from the state that you think you're not, you don't care. Like we find, I'll show you an example to that. We all have certain things we work on. And we get very tired and we get very burnt out. Not just burnt out, we get, we, after a while. And we all crave vacation. Everybody enjoys vacation. Get away. You think, if I'm only going to get away. Like, 
And it's great because when you, when, you, when you have vacation, you get out of like, the stuff you're doing and stuff like that. And you're free and you can enjoy yourself and you can sit back and to realize after two days, it's like, even though you're enjoying it, but there's like, there's like you, you, you feel like you're disconnecting from your inner point because your inner point has to, has to be involved and engaged. So even on the one hand, you're in a much greater state of espashtas. So yeah, two, three days, four days, but there's something that's not satisfying. You, you'd rather be in the tzimtzum than be in this espashtas thing state. It's nice for a moment that you need it. And maybe you need it for a week or maybe you need it for 10 days. But, but, but there's a certain like, lack, dafka in, in productivity and dafka in being engaged and involved. So when the Abishter gets involved in his project, it's actually touching him and bringing out a deeper panemius. And automatically when that happens, of course, he pulls out of the chitzenius. And that's Yosef's job to bring God into that state. Or Yosef is that Pnimis Tegamshach. That's who he is. And that's the idea that I'm giving you a Ishchem Echot Alach Echot. I'm giving you a job over your brothers. If, if, just the first five lines in, 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 in Perik Dalit, because this just concludes it. Because they are elevating the 288 sparks. They were in They're in the, in the shoulders of Erech Anpin already much further down, down the stream. In Bria, Their Shorish was from Malchus of Atzilus alone. And even on the highest levels, their beer is only in the ban aspect of Adam Kadman. That's where the backside comes from. He can't be Mavar himself. But the one that's higher than both, is able to do a bitter. And that's Yosef. The bitter Arama the beer to separate the bad from the Since the ra takes from the toiv, how can it? How can you do a beer through malchus? Malchus enlivens everybody. The ban of Adam Kadman, which is their source, which is all about giving life. That's where the Acharaim comes from to begin with. Like Pari in the back, how can I do a beer? They were converting bad to good. Even up. But they only were able to get to a certain degree. The beard of Yosef was much higher than that. The one that's so high and, and so to speak from the level of Atzmos who Ikramavar, he's the one who does the real bitter, Bishirish Amiti, at the very, very true Shorish, Acha Bitchila Laitere Da Shefa. That from, from to begin with the Shefa should not go there, Lemisha Ainaro. They are doing there is already an Ashpah the Abishter into the world. They're kind of picking with a toothpick, taking it out from the Klippa, moving it into Kadush. Yosef is standing at the very, very beginning, and Lichatchila not allowing the flow to go into that entire place. And then we won't have to use a toothpick to, to take out the sparks and to separate. 
It's the essence of Adam Kadman. It's above a name. It's able to shine forth from Atmos into the innermost of Erechanpin. The Shefa shouldn't go down to Pare. And how much more so to separate that which he's already received. And also the second thing, as we said earlier, to add extra energy in Erech Anpin, able to be So from the level of Adar, which is Yosef, that's where the main Ara comes, which is from the new name of Ma. Which is in the forehead of Adam Kadman. Shemenu ikra aris panem be erech anpin. That's where the main aris panem be erech anpin is. Kamoshikasim and makamacha v'dayelamevin. V'zau kamali masi. That's why he tells them that my sheep stands up. Shabir shaloi that his rectification hoye bepchenas haatzmos was much higher than theirs. Lekach yistachvu alumin shalahem. That's why their bundle should bow down elalamasi to his bundle. Kamoy habir shachar habir. It's like a second bir. Kamoshikasim and makamacha v'zau shchem echad. I'm giving. You want Shem? Shem Pchena Shem Vacharayim from the back. Yuchlo Baachtus Hamiti Mitzada Atzmos should all be included in the true unity which comes from Atzmos. At Kan Akafer Rishayna and Bez Hashem. Next week we're going to learn on how he actually chops them down with the double-edged sword and the idea of. The Sarah Hamashkim, Sarah Oifim, Sarah Tabachim, and all that cool stuff. Bez Hashem, we will finish this.